I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening. All right. Good morning, JFW. Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back in the studio, Jim White, Brother Dave White, Super Dave Weldon, and our special guest today, Tammy Little. Morning, everybody. Morning, Tammy. Hi, everybody. Morning, JFW. Good morning. In our usual fashion, we're going to kick this podcast off with the Pledge of Allegiance. All right. I pledge pledge allegiance allegiance to to the the flag flag of the United States States of America America and and to to the the republic Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. 
All right, I can feel the energy in the room today. It's kind of funny. I think I mess it up reading it, but huh. I can recite it better than it's like from school or something. You yeah, know? If, yeah. I, if I'm looking at it and trying to read it, it I mess Teacher's it up. Teachers looking huh. at you, <laughs> yeah. right? Whenever I say it, I visualize myself. I'm like, am I in third grade? Like standing up, looking at the flag at the front of class. Uh, uh, that's good stuff. Because they don't do that anymore, right? They, they do. Dollar, yeah, Dollar Sam. Oh, Sam does it every day at Legacy. It's yeah. just your choice. I kind, right. Yeah, I kind of mm. thought they nixed it because of all the politically correct BS that's out there nowadays. Yeah, Le- Legacy BS High School still does it. Yeah, I mean, so. the politically incorrect. <laughs> really, I mean that's incorrect in my eyes. Yeah, right. But yeah, Bella School still doesn't. Oh, good. Yeah. good, that is good. That's awesome. Yep. Thank goodness. I was surprised. I mean, they don't do. Uh, you're just surprised. Yeah, yeah. That, that they do it. Yeah, right? I guess I I can't remember the girls saying they they did it. You know, I don't right. know. Maybe I never asked. I don't huh. know. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I that's didn't know Sam did it. I had to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I, I was shocked. Huh. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFW or Rush Truck Centers. It's just <laughs> our and Tammy's opinion. Yeah. Tammy, are you opinionated? <laughs> Let's just try it. <laughs> Let's just try it. Okay, fair enough. We'll what would Rick it. say? Uh, um, he would probably say yes. <laughs> Very much so. Awesome. Good stuff. Episode 71, last week's episode, had 591 downloads. That's pretty good. Nice. And we are at 28,244 downloads with 177 followers. Okay, the cool thing about these stats, one, our followers went up by eight, but it's a little bit skewed because these are Amber's people. (laughs) (laughs) Amber's people. Yeah, so some of them follow the, uh, you know, the Terry, you know, help find Terry Ackerman page. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, some mm-hmm. of them are relatives. So, you know, thanks for following and we hope you enjoy this podcast. You know, maybe Absolutely. if something be interesting. Maybe they'll listen again. Yeah. Speaking of listening again, the Czech Republic and the UK both have three downloads from, nice. from, from this month. So yeah. To that's, me, that's, that's, awesome. that's, that's not a one-off. That's not, oh, I just hit play by accident. Somebody in both those countries actually wants to listen to this. <laughs> feel feel bad for them. Do they even drive on the same side of the road? Is I don't know. The UK <laughs> does not. I right. know that. <laughs> what about the Czech Republic? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> Never been there. So did you guys hear about what happened when Mike Tyson got a flat tire? <laughs> it was a really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's a lot like mine, kind of. And since we're talking about worldwide listeners here, what is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Uh, oh, I've brother, done this one before. Yeah, that was Gosh, your first bad joke. <laughs> Something oh, about the Flintstones. Dubai, yeah. Dubai doesn't, but Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, the people from Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cute. Well, Rick Gray helped me out with mine this week, oh. so I kind of modified it for for myself here. That last week when I was on vacation, I went to the zoo, and they only had one animal. It was a dog. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's Not a pretty bad. good one. Good, yeah, yeah. That's good. Why? Well, I'll give this one credit to Big Country because I. Took it off the calendar that he gave me. I have a daily dad joke calendar, and 
This was actually Monday's. I thought it was better than today's. So what did everyone call the teacher who carried her textbook in her pocket? No idea. Yeah. Miss Smarty Pants. Tammy, you got a your mama joke? Uh, sure. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom told me I could be anyone I wanted to be. Turns out identity theft is a crime. Uh, <laughs> that's a, good. That yeah, is that a good one. one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Dylan Harshman actually had a dad joke, so I'm going to just put this one out there. It's Dylan's. Do you guys know why Billy got fired from the banana factory? (laughs) Oh, that one sounds familiar. (laughs) Kept slipping up or something. Something to do with tailpipes. He kept throwing the curved ones away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Celebrations. Got a big celebration. Brother Dave brought this one up. Omar Santa Cruz. He had a baby girl on St. Patty's Day. Omar is referring to her as his good luck charm. Yep. And that is baby Mia Jade. Congrats, Omar. Yeah, congrats, Omar. Yeah, congratulations. This is another big anniversary right here. Tanny Gutierrez, one year tomorrow. Ah, congratulations, yeah, Tanny. Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome, Tanny. Tanny, we like having you around here. This year went pretty quick. It seems like he just started. Right, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when I saw him yesterday, I wanted to wish him happy birthday. He was over and got a CB mic, and I was like, oh, I'll wait and do the shout-outs. But I should have done it while he was here. Yeah, happy anniversary. Happy yeah. anniversary. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I could have been his birthday. I didn't know yeah. that. No. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I haven't heard from him this morning because that means the CB mic worked. Right? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have heard from him about 4.45 this morning. <laughs> Tanny, Tanny's become a go-to player. I mean, he is uh, – I must say he's improved a lot culture-wise, and he's a go-getter, and he's definitely a go-to guy. Yeah, yeah, I think there's been a lot of learning with the cameras and his scores and stuff like that, but he seemed to listen openly and, and, you know, I guess take criticism, I guess, if that's the stuff, and grew from it. Yeah, he's getting... He's yeah, getting, constructive, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Teaching getting, moments. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting known for doing the right things. Yeah. There, so that's good. Birthdays, since we were talking about birthdays, Jesse Baeza. His birthday is this Friday. I think he's going to be, what, 21 again? <laughs> I, I was, what, 12, 13? Something? Oh, <laughs> gosh. I want to say 27. You're right. He's yeah. going to be 27. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Happy birthday, Jesse. Happy uh, birthday, Jesse. You could right. never um, tell. Jesse James. Jesse James. Family birthday celebrations. We got Vicki Vetter Holmes. Her birthday's tomorrow. And then Lola Romero. Her birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday to those two. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. I know Dustin's super proud of Lola. Uh, he had a little nickname for her. Uh, what did he call her on his social media? I can't remember. It was cute. Shout outs. Pedro Sotelo wanted to give a shout out to the night mechanics for getting his trucks fixed and Chris and Ricky for when they worked on it too. So good job to the night mechanics as always. Linda wanted to give a congrats to Randy, Dustin, and Casey. They won the People's Choice Award. They got first place in the People's Choice at the back bar, Backyard Barbecue Competition this past Sunday. It was a big event. There was 25 total teams. Great job. And if you haven't been up front, the trophy's on the front counter in the main yard. So, brother, that, brother that Dave, was the real deal yep. up there, man. I'm yeah, telling you. That was a big thing. I mean, way more than just a backyard 
yeah, challenge. I expected a backyard barbecue. Yeah. Like, okay, they're going to be up there with three teams. And no, I mean, there were literally hundreds of people walking around that whole facility. They were lined on three sides of the building. The only reason they didn't put them in the back is it's like an alley back there. You know, and it just, I was dumbfounded when I went up there. It was a steady stream of people voting. They were constantly, you know, putting tickets in the bag, handing out food. And it, it was, it was, to me, it was a bit intimidating if I were doing that for the huh. first time, just because I'd never been around anything like that. I mean, it was, it was, it was hopping. Yeah, well, he's been boost. practicing. He, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, he, yeah. he cooks all the time and right. he, he even cooked for us one day and, yeah. He's he's good, boy. Yeah. I call him Randy Ribs for a reason. His right. ribs are outstanding. So yeah. I know you obviously had Randy's ribs, and you probably put your ticket in his basket, right? Did you have I may a, have bought some extra tickets. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Truth comes out. How was his ribs? They were awesome. I was a little taken back. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not a rib connoisseur. Mm. I just like ribs, right? right. I mean, I just... Go eat them. I'm not the guy that, oh, this, that, oh, too much, you know what I mean? None of that stuff. But I was taken back because they were sweet. Right. And yeah. I, I guess I just anticipated more of the, you know, the smoky, traditional, traditional yeah. type gotcha. smoked barbecue ribs. And yeah, these I, these were sweet. But, I mean, they did that on purpose. It was right. it was good. I mean, yeah. obviously, People's Choice Award, right? Yeah, the people have spoken. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what's important to yeah. me. I'd rather have the people say it's the best than some judge. Yeah, I'll put it this way. Yeah. There was no meat left on the bone when I threw that plate away. Uh, so Randy Randy brought in two samples of sweet ribs before the competition. One was a honey something, and the other one I want to say, I'm just going to call it a sweet habanero, and I think that's what he did for the for the competition. But gotcha. they were fire. Mm. They were real good. What was a motivating factor for you to go to that competition, Brother Dave? I just wanted to see the guys up there and support, you know, nice. show support and for a change, I had time. Nice. You know what I mean? I wasn't at a swim meet or some event or right. some function or something. And I'm like, hey, let's go. Uh, my wife had a, a luncheon that she was headed to uh -huh. with a bunch of friends. And I grabbed Sam. I was like, hey, let's Sweet. run up there. Let's we, go get some here's our like two-hour window. Let's go get it done, you know, and enjoyed it. So it was nice. Now, did you try anyone else's food over there? No. No? No. Just, just uh, what did they call themselves? The left lane barbecue? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, uh, I don't know his last name, but Chris, uh, who's the manager at LG Fort Lupton, came up with his wife. Oh. And I, I don't know how he put two and two together. Obviously, he must have saw uh, Randy had a JFW patch that he sewed in the center of his apron. Oh, okay. And then he was standing up there with a big, I'll call it a sombrero, but it's not a sombrero. It's like a, this, this massive. Hybrid sombrero. Straw. Cowboy yeah. Sun, yeah. Sun yeah. hat. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you've seen big versions of that. I've never seen a version this big. <laughs> I mean, it, he was in the shade no matter where he was at. Let me <laughs> let me put it this way, right? But anyway, it was funny. Chris was standing there eating the ribs, talking to Randy, and uh, he goes, "Yeah, I work up at LG Fort Lupton." And Randy's like, "Oh, I got you. What's your name?" And he goes, "Chris." And it was it was really funny because Randy says, "What do you do up there?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm El Jefe." <laughs> oh, that's funny. Randy goes, "Oh, you're the boss," and he says, "Yeah." And, Man, Randy didn't skip a beat. It was hilarious. He goes, oh, so you're the guy I called when there were all those CB problems up there in your loader? <laughs> he was like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it was, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And he enjoyed the ribs, it looked like. so. Nice. 
Uh, next shout out. Hi, Jam. I wanted to give a shout out to Joanne and Amber for the tireless effort working on getting my medical and dental coverage in place over the last three weeks. I really appreciate everything that they do. Rico, 0071. Great shout out for the girls up here. They, nice. They do work hard. Yeah, yeah. good good one for behind the scenes that yep. you know we don't realize what all has to be done and taken yeah. care of and all that kind of stuff yeah those they, those ladies they care they care about everybody here so yeah. good deal yeah. then i got a text this morning from ismael rodriguez he said hey jam i want to give a shout out to 0024 mike for being a great trainer and going out of his way to help 0043 ismael so another great shout out for mike bortz right yeah, he gets he gets a lot of shout outs for his training. His, yeah, he's, his he, trainees love him. Yeah, yeah passionate about yeah. that. Yep. I know if I was training, I get no shout outs. <laughs> Jam's mean, and he doesn't have any patience. <laughs> I think the passion is contagious, you know, and yeah. that's what we need in that area um, for these brand new people that just come on board. They and I say this a lot. They're looking around to see what the culture really is here, and when they see that passion right out of the gate, it definitely is absorbed by the, by the new folks you know yeah that's cool yeah i just whenever you mention training or we talk about it i don't i probably have mentioned it on the podcast before but the one guy was training just in the tandem and it was his first time driving a big truck you know and uh he missed the turn i'm like oh we'll have to turn around and and go back you know you you missed the turn and he just stopped right in the middle of the street and started to turn the tandem around in the middle of the street. <laughs> and it just, I just, it, to this day, it just like, you ha- have to pick your words. Like you need to go down here and turn around. And he just tried to turn around the middle of the road. And it was, it was like a 10 minute thing back and forth wow. blocking the road wow. until we got turned around. <laughs> Cars honking. Yeah, Dave, it was, it was like, you're, you're oh my God. In your seat. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted right. to sink down. I was like, okay. Uh, huh. Learned that lesson on how to train. Oh, Quick, roll funny. down your window and put your hand over the J on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want anybody to see this. That FW trucking. <laughs> that FW trucking. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing to the road right now. It's just right. kind of <laughs> it up. <laughs> you guys got any shout outs? Um, yeah, I wanted to mention Amber for last week for covering for me while I was on vacation there and filling in, and mm. and hopefully it it worked out well. I know several people, Holly listened to the podcast yesterday and, you know, I talked to Brother Dave about it and stuff, but that, uh, just to mention it again, try to keep the traction on for finding her mom or ever hearing any news. And, and I know I discussed it with her before we left and the anniversary coming up, her, her missing, um, you know, in, in August there and then her birthday last week. So important stuff. There needs to be some type of action we can create on that. And after having her on and hearing the whole story and all of that, the the there has to be some type of action we can ask all of our people to get involved in and do. And I don't know what that is yet, but I haven't let go of it, and I'm not stopping on it. But but we need to come up with some plan to help her. Yeah. Because, I mean, talking about it is good, but we're only touching X amount of people, right? I mean, yeah. it, it needs to be a bigger push than that, and it it needs to be a push from the from the police agencies that are involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yep. trying to get it moved out of uh, uh, Lock Bowie to Weld County. I know Eric Burnham, he had some good good advice for Amber, other other agencies, agencies she could look at. Uh, but, yeah, we can't let this thing die. 
you know, we'll keep talking about it on the podcast. I know we joke about us being worldwide, but our reach, you know, is comparatively small to what it needs to be for something yeah, like for this. For something like this, yeah. You know, I was listening uh, to uh, the Men in the Arena podcast last week, <clears throat> and this guy, it's the number one Christian podcast for men on Spotify right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, last week, last month we broke our record. We had 50,000 downloads in a month. Wow. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got some work to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. On Amber, mm-hmm. what are you? So her mom went missing um, five, five, five years, years ago, ago here in August, and she has no closer closure. Um, we She doesn't know. None of us know what happened to her, her mom. She doesn't know. Just disappeared. And there's some suspicion of her her husband, um, you know, just foul and, play. And, 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 her hus- and her husband's son. Yes. Yeah. And it, there are some things there, Tammy, that when, you know, when she explained everything that went on and how she explained it, and a person like yourself couldn't let that go. Sure. There's, there's, there's people in the police department that aren't doing their job, and there are answers that need to be answered that they've just stopped asking. They're they're not moving forward and pursuing yeah. it. Yeah, that's and it's it's not right on all levels. I mean, anyone who hears when you're just given this blank slap in the face information, you're wowed by what they're not doing anything with this. They're not they're not questioning that person. They're not, you know. I mean, it it is dumbfounding how it appears black and white, right? But it's almost like we're missing that one key piece sure. that's either keeping the police from doing their job or. Or they're overwhelmed, and this was something that it's just not an Im- to them, not not to Amber, but to them it might not be an important enough cold case to go work on. But at uh, at the seven year mark in two more years, she can officially be be uh, claimed deceased. deceased, and the the husband would receive a, a small insurance policy benefit. And I mean, just all of these pieces that come together, and you're like, "What? Why isn't the husband and the stepson being looked sure. at closer?" This, this. I mean, all the information she gave us. Yeah. And correct me if I'm you're wrong. You're just wowed by it. That, I guess the, that insurance policy was taken out shortly before her disappearance. Two months. Yeah. Two months. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't the husband raising hell to find her? You know. Yeah. Like, where is he at? Why? You know, like Amber and her family and the, the aunt. You know. I mean, why did the husband call the police department and say she's missing? And not even tell Before her. even talking to Amber. Right. There's I mean, he, he claimed he called the police department at 6 p.m. and registered her as a missing person. And then two hours later at 8 p.m. called her daughter, right. Amber. And it was super tight. Now, yeah. is Amber an employee of yours? Yeah. She okay. is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the missing pieces, and I don't want to really correlate this with the tv programs because tv is just tv but whenever you see these cases on dateline or 2020 or whatever there's always that one passionate inspector or or detective yeah or even that uh and i bet you you guys and people listening to have read or heard about that um gal that is that dna genealogist lady have you heard about her and she she's like this super sleuth that puts all of these pieces together and then they look for the guy's discarded cigarette and then they pick it up on the street and boom they have the dna to link him to his nephew or whatever that that killed the person or whatever Mm -hmm. but 
I think this case is lacking that passionate oh, yeah. detective that just won't, that tireless person. Let, like you mentioned, Dave, it's you know, TV, but I, I half-heartedly made the joke, we need Bosch. We need that Bosch detective right. that yeah. shows up and is relentless on it, you yeah. know, because there's, there is wrongdoing that happened here. Absolutely. Those, those two men know about it. You bet. They it's do. hands down. Those two men know about it. Yeah, we need Dexter, too. That or you, <laughs> or you just right? need enough money that somebody goes, you know, the loyalty to them, if they've ever spoken about it, right. is given up. Well, you know? they are putting up a $10,000 reward is what they're, they're trying to do. I think there's some pieces to that puzzle to put together, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think they are going to start offering some cash. So I know Amber mentioned they had a GoFundMe page, you know, back Shut when down. in time, yep. and they received money, you know, some donations and stuff. She never said how much, and we never asked. But she said her, her worry is they're actually sitting on that money to hire an attorney, Tammy, to at the seven-year mark when – when the husband collects the insurance funds mm-hmm. to fight that to contest it to yeah. contest it oh. which i mean she she knows the money's there and and knows she's going to need an attorney to fight that but i would rather take that money and pool it towards a detective and solve the solve Absolutely. that rather than you know waiting but I, you know i'm i'm not the one in charge of that i mean i don't even know how to help or who to call or you know and i mean it is it it's a conundrum because it's there's a lot of political issues, I think, as far as meaning the police department political, mm-hmm. politically, and I don't know if how all that is charged. And, and Lock Bowie is not a good police department. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's it's not. When we did some some looking, I'm sure, it's just very small. The, don't you think, like twenty what, people, couple police officers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the the one. Uh, person that was the sergeant at the time and the lady out there she was the sergeant at the time of the murder right mm-hmm. jam so she was Southern. fired from denver police department for yeah. what over 30 allegations of sexual sex on oh, duty geez. yeah sex yeah. on duty at denver sex on duty. but they ended up rehiring her in denver so there was some some stuff going on there and then obviously she left the dpd to go to lock buoy she was the sergeant at the time now she's, she's now a lieutenant, lieutenant over at Lock Bowie, so yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. If you Google her, she comes right up. That's the first thing is the, yeah the scandal. Yeah, and then the whole information with the truck. The the husband had this his favorite. I think it was a white pickup. Why do I want to yeah. say white? A white pickup. Yeah. No, that is right. Anyway, it was pickup. his his favorite white pickup. He drove it like that was his baby. And when Amber showed up the next day, the pickup was gone. And Amber goes, "Hey, where? Hey, where's your pickup?" Well, the son, his son, the son-in-law, that or not son-in-law, but stepson, stepson that we keep talking about, he had just started a hail repair business in uh, Parker, which is still in business today. It's still functioning today. But anyway, the dad, dad said, oh, it's having the hail damage repaired on it. And she was like, oh, okay. So then the pickup was back two weeks later with all the damage still on it. And then within 30 days, he sold the pickup. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right, I mean, just hearing these things. I sure. mean, we're we're taught from a young age. If it looks like a fish and smells like a fish, it's probably a fish. We've got a whopper here. I mean, this is a big fish, but we can't. There's no proof of anything. So yeah, we we need we need an we need a call to action, meaning we need to come up with a plan saying, "Hey, we need every employee here to call Lockbuoy PD and ask to reopen this case," or right. or we need every person here to call. Weld, uh, County. Weld County and take the case. And that's one of the things Lock Bowie says they don't have the resources to, to investigate this further, but they won't pass it on to Weld County. 
which doesn't make any sense to us. If we didn't have the resources and someone else could help solve a murder or a missing person, we would naturally pass that on. So that seems weird there. I don't know if, you know, maybe there's funding that's involved in that. Hey, if you can't solve this case and they're getting funding from the county or mm-hmm. who knows, that's when I say it gets political. Right. You know, I think it's like the people that collected money from COVID. You know, you hear of all those hospitals that, oh, if this person died of the flu, mark it down as COVID, we get you know, <laughs> right. 1500 right. bucks or 15 You know, we heard right. all of that stuff. Right. But I do believe that goes on in a situation uh, like this. You know, they probably get funding to solve these things. And if, if, if they pass it on, they lose the funding. Yeah, but you'd also think as professionals, if they don't have the funding or the means to do it, that it's like a doctor that I'm a, I don't know, ears, nose, and throat specialist, but you have cancer, I'm going to get you to the cancer doctor. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Right. So, so as a professional, as a police officer, you go, you know, our office just doesn't have the funding or the resources. Let's get you to Weld County because we need to solve this. Right. I mean, that, that should be the passion of, of the, the police department, I guess. And well, you mentioned a doctor, Jim, and it makes me, they're sworn to an oath. They take an oath. Doesn't so do the policemen. Police, yeah. That, that was, yeah, Dave, doesn't the police officers as well? on that day? Exactly, yeah. Dave. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it just seems, I don't know. It's fishy. Being swept under the carpet, buddy. Right? I'll yeah. tell you, it's right? sad. It's, it's fishy. I, it's Amber right. stopped me in the hall last, I don't know, probably Thursday, right after the podcast, and thanked me and thanked all of us, you know, for putting that out there and everything. And I just said, Amber, I don't know how you cope. I'm sure some days are really rough, you know. And I said, you know, you're amazing for hanging in there and coping like that all the time because I don't know what I would do. I, yeah, I told the, her during the podcast, I, I couldn't let it go. I'm struggling to let it go right now. I can yeah. tell You know that. what I mean? Because yeah. it's th- there needs to be... Closure. Well, not only closure, but we need to help somehow. And it's this, this not knowing what to do. That's what I'm saying. We need to have a call to action. What's our action? What? How do we help? Right. Otherwise, we just talk about it and everybody forgets about it. It yeah. goes away. We definitely need to right. get with Amber and see yeah. how she would like us to yeah. help. You know? so. Any other shout-outs or mentions before we move on? I'm, yeah. No? Just wanted to mention that, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that, Jim. All right, so uh, yesterday, or Monday, I should say, was the first day of spring. Woo-woo! <laughs> you read my notes. <laughs> I put a woo-woo right in there. <laughs> I thought that was early because typically the solstice is on the 21st or 22nd. Monday was the 20th, so I wonder why it was a day early. That's something Astrologically I speaking, you know, <laughs> astronomically speaking. Because when we flew in, Dave, and we, we rode the bus over to the car rental or the car parking, the lady was talking about coming back to Denver and it was funny she was telling us about her granddaughter being born on the 20th and the solstice and she had all this astrological stuff about what affected her daughter and she was born on the cusp and all that stuff David it was wow. and she was an older older lady but it was just like wow I didn't think she about all that right you did know? research right <laughs> yeah I, I know the 20th is my mother-in-law's birthday and my wife was just like oh it's the first day of spring huh. it's my mom's birthday so yeah they must coincide frequently Dave I guess I mean essentially spring or fall it doesn't matter it's when you have the the solstice where the days mm-hmm. and the nights are both 12 hours right mm-hmm. ah, and gotcha. so I mean obviously as the orbit 
orbit of the sun and everything kind of changes here and there it changes here and there you know man i just got blind faith the calendar says it's the first day of spring i'm like it's the first day of spring and snow tomorrow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, laws are up right yeah, now <laughs> yeah exactly because by by you saying the 12 hours so sunrise and sunset is the exact same time right dave that's when they meet uh, I guess, Jim, yeah, because, because it's it, exactly the same hours of daylight and exactly the same hours, 12, right? of, of darkness. Right, yeah. so yeah, because when we were in Florida, I we tried to get, or we did get up, except it was cloudy, for sunrise across the ocean, and sunrise was like at 6.49, and yet sunset was like at 6.57, and I was like, oh, I wonder when they meet, and obviously it was a couple days. It was Monday. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. I learned something new today. I feel like Jam's looking it up. I right go now. home. We're, we're about to get educated. <laughs> well, it just came up today. Seven o two a.m. was the sunrise. Seven twelve p.m. will be sunset. I put in three twenty, but oh no, that was March twentieth. Hmm. Yeah, seven o two a.m. Ten minutes in two so days. That doesn't. No, he right. said March twentieth. No, no, March twentieth. Seven o two a.m. was sunrise. Right in Commerce City. And. And seven twelve was sunset in Commerce City. So they so. don't, they didn't match on the. No. So the that's solstice. ten minutes difference. Seven o two versus seven twelve. Yeah. Maybe maybe that twelve hours of day daylight and um, you know sunset or whatever you want to call it because it's not complete darkness. Maybe that's only on the equator. Uh, Do you think? Hmm. Or it's Eastern Standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I didn't feel like we sprung forward. Right, because if you think about it, let's just say Fairbanks, Alaska. Well, that has to have a tipping point. At some point, they have to meet. They yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. buy the equator thing, Dave. I'd buy that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to just look at the calendar. <laughs> yep. Did you guys know Monday was the first day of spring? <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. What's so cool about that is I feel like something's happening. You know, yesterday, Fry stayed open till 430. I know we uh, delivered three loads of F-Hash, I think, to Central, like... I think the volume of things are starting to yeah. go up a little bit, and I mean we've we've been waiting for this. It's been a long winter. Yeah, and it's that tip of spring. I I noticed. I know Scooby mowed the lawn out front, but you see a little bit of green grass. Yeah, you know there might be some buds on the trees. Yeah, right you know, on the edge of the road. Right, yeah. right. We're getting we're getting close. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I know this much. May seventh is the average last frost for Denver. Is that Mother's Day? No, when's, when's Mother's <laughs> Day is usually the end of May. Oh, I, that's when yes. you put the flowers out, right? After the after Mother's Day. That's, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. average last frost. Yeah, but I never wear white after Mother's Day. That's, <laughs> that's when you start wearing white. Less, Labor Day. That's yeah. Labor Day. Oh, unless Labor you're in a skirt and sandals, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. Next item on the discussion: If you're waiting on the street for fuel at the end of the day. Please call on the radio and ask about the north and south pumps. You know, for the longest time, we had that second tank here at the main yard. We weren't using the north and south pumps as nearly as much as we used to. Yeah. Well, we're back in that spot, and we've just been, you know, bottlenecking the street and causing a lot of traffic on the road. So instead of waiting on the street, call out, hey, is the north pump open? Is the south pump open? And we could get you into one of those pumps, and you could be going home probably... 30 minutes sooner. So, yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. you're one of the first guys coming in and the pump's empty and maybe you, you fuel in the morning or usually do or however it looks, if that area is is open, fuel. You right. know, that would help a lot on the on the traffic. Yep. 
Because you see a lot of trucks go by it, you know, yep. at night. Now, I don't think the freight liners could fuel on uh, north, south pump. I think they can only fuel on the north pump. Correct. And the north yeah. pump has the, it's an extra long hose. Right, yeah. So, but the south pump is not. Yeah, if you're a freight liner, you'd have to go to the north pump. Yeah. So I did that being said, the Kenworths and Pete's can fuel with that extra long hose because it's enough to get right. to the right. They can side. fuel on the north the and south, south yeah. side, yeah. 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 yeah, so back to the first day of spring, I did notice a freight liner unhooked, backed in to the south pump getting fuel this morning. Huh. Rock How's that? Wow. Was that, on, <laughs> was that daylight savings or not? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, all right, next on the list, we need uh, some volunteers. We got the truck rodeo coming up on April 1st. We need some volunteers to be judges for the truck rodeo. We actually need 10 people. So if you're not doing the rodeo and you want to participate and be part of the action and have some JFW family fun, volunteer to be a judge, you know? And I don't, I don't just talking to Jr. and uh, Joanne last night. You know, if you're a guy who wants to do it, do it, and maybe your wife wants to come down, they don't really need to be an employee here. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. that's exactly what I was going to ask. Oh. Can, a, can a wife judge? Can a you know girlfriend yeah. or whatever significant others? Can somebody else judge besides working here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't cool. see why not. I mean, everything's going to be laid out pretty black and white. Like, did you run over that cone? Yeah, okay. <laughs> here's a mark yeah did you back not, up here's a mark yeah yep. exactly so yep. it should be fairly fairly easy so well, that'd be fun hopefully somebody wants to jump in there yeah and then uh yesterday we had our second annual silent warrior luncheon so that was a pretty big deal does somebody want to take this what do you guess oh everybody's <laughs> pointing at me <laughs> yeah i just wanted to to mention it we keep it i guess I don't know if we keep it quiet or secret, or I guess the word is secret, but organically, on their own, these people have won the, the name of, a, of the silent warrior, and they've done it without knowing what the criteria is, and I guess that's what I like about the, the luncheon and recognizing these people, and we had 19 people that were returning from our very first year. We added four more this year, so we have a total of 23 recipients that are part of this group of people that are silent warriors that, you know, I guess, I guess what I wanted to mention is I wanted to brag on them for the job they do, and I also wanted to mention that they did get their award yesterday, but I don't want to mention what the criteria is right. because those people never were given the chance of what the criteria is. They just come in do their job, do it well, and have won this award. And, I, and I, I want to thank them for that. But I also would like to mention that there's room for everybody yep. to get that award. It's not like, it's not a bunch of criteria that is so special yeah. that you'll never get it. Right. It's criteria that if you just do your job, you too can be a silent warrior. Yep, and I'd like to jump in and say it's not just for drivers. We had uh, dispatchers and mechanics there as well. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, congratulations to the to the twenty three people that won yesterday. Yep, and uh, hopefully there's some more next year, and and we can add to that. Yeah, what a great way to recognize people. I I, I love the Silent Warrior program and the luncheon and the time spent and just you know it's it's a good positive thing. 
So I like to correlate it to item number three on our creed. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve, and that's that is exactly what those guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, and they, I mean, you you touch upon one of the criteria, Dave, is the reason we created this is because they never get touched. We don't we don't really talk to them. We don't they don't have crashes. They don't have we don't have to deal with them. I guess as as such because their names aren't brought up. They're they're so good. Yeah, they they fit in. They. They make our jobs easy. Would yeah. that be a good description? They're very low maintenance, and they're great at their jobs. Yeah, yeah. great at their jobs, Jim. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, on to our special guest today, Tammy Little. Thank you for being here, Tammy. Thank you for having me. And just as a reminder, Tammy is the office manager at Rush Truck Center of Colorado. So... Tammy, we we like to get to know you a little bit first, you know, and just talk about your personal life a little bit so we have a feel for who you are. Uh, I understand you are married to Rick Friger. How long have you been married for? 28 years. Okay, that's a long time. I always ask the men when they tell me they're married what the secret is. So what do you think the secret is to your marriage? Communication. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that. And um, Brother Dave was telling me your passions are horses and rodeo. That is correct. So were you uh, a barrel racer? Or? Uh, that would be no. <laughs> <laughs> My husband team ropes. Oh, okay. Nice. So we have an arena at the house. And oh, wow. We have our cows and horses, and we just have fun. Awesome. So uh, have you been out in Strasburg for your whole marriage? I mean, um, No, sir. We've been there 21 years. Okay. So mm-hmm. shortly thereafter. We lived in Henderson before that. Okay. And you got 40 acres and you said you have cow. How many head of cattle do you have? We have 20 uh, steers right now, roping steers. Okay. And then my husband has two horses. Okay, so the steers are strictly for roping. That is correct. Wow, so wow, you so you guys are involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he yes, still sir. ropes to this day. Excuse me. He still ropes to this day. Yes, that's awesome. Huh. And and I have to ask because you mentioned it last week. How old's Rick? If he's, he's st- just turned seventy-five. Awesome, wow. and still riding and roping. Right? Man, mm-hmm. I've never roped before, but I like to say I'm doing that when I'm 75. That sounds pretty cool. Well, I, I've ridden a horse and not very well. And for me to do that at 75, I don't think I I would just like to be 75. <laughs> I could care less whether I was riding and roping here. Right. And I mean, if somebody, I'm right with you. If somebody would rope me when I'm 75, I, I'm still moving. Is that to get you out of the way or to catch you, Jim? Huh. Is that, so, I mean, is that inherently dangerous? or no you know i he can do circles around me i mean it's just you know he's retired Uh he just works on the ranch all day long does whatever on his tractor yesterday he was working up his arena i'm like why are you wasting diesel it's gonna snow on thursday (laughs) and he's like i just had to get the the dirt worked up huh. you're wasting diesel <laughs> um you know but it just keeps him busy you know sure. it's him and his two dogs gotcha. all day long what kind of dogs border collies gotcha that makes mm-hmm. sense gotcha yep and how often do you ride um i don't anymore no. gotcha i'd rather just sit on the sideline with a seltzer and watch them there you go <laughs> you know that's cool just sit there and have fun i nice. love it uh, pretty impressive. You started at Peterbilt of Commerce City. Uh, Brother Dave mentioned it used to be called Greg Lessing. No. Uh, Greg was no. the owner. Got May it. he rest in peace. 
Gotcha. Um, he sold us in 2000. Two? I would almost no. say 2000. I, it could have been 2000. He I, sold us to Rush. I almost want to say because we bought a bunch of 99s from Craig. That rest, is correct. Rest Craig in Phillips. Peace. Yeah. Me, rest in peace. <clears throat> and and it was the first time the trucks came and they had Rush emblems. They took under the Peterbilt emblem and added Rush truck centers. And those were 99s. So I, I would... Huh. I would tell you it was two thousand for sure, or ninety nine that they that they sold that Greg sold. Mm-hmm. Now that you, I'm kind of just going back by memory. Does that sound about right to that you? That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, he was forty two when he sold us and died nine months later. Wow! Bone wow. cancer. Wow! So he did not get to enjoy did, anything. And Greg didn't know that at the time. No. Wow! He was skiing. One weekend, and it was like in September or October, and broke one of his bones mm. in his leg, and they put him in the hospital, and that's when they found it was throughout his body. Wow. wow. Mm. So, yeah, it was a bad, um, I mean, may you rest in peace, yeah. because he didn't get to enjoy anything. Yeah, it sounded like he had life by the horns, retiring mm-hmm. early, 42 mm-hmm. years old. I mean, I can't imagine, so pretty did, tragic. Did his family own Denver Peterbilt, or was it just him? Had he started His that? dad. His da- that's, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Arnold, last scene. Okay, because it, Denver Peterbilt had been there since... Forever. Since when, right? Yeah. The 50s, Right. I don't maybe? know when they started, because I was with Freightliner for nine years, and then when I left Freightliner, two weeks later, I was working at Denver Peterbilt. Huh. Gotcha. So um, I'm not sure how long Arnold, because I think he was after um, Marvin Rush founded in 1965. Huh. Okay. So um, I don't. I'm not sure when Arnold founded. Denver Peterbilt. Hmm. So you were at Freightliner before. What was your attract- attraction to the trucking industry? Well, I uh, when I got out of high school, during high school's 12th grade, I worked at Scotty's Hamburger Sand. Does everybody remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so worked there and then graduated and knew of some uh, people that worked at Freightliner, uh-huh. and they're like, come on. So I started out a cashier. Sure. And then they moved me up to the front office with all the women, and then I said, oh, <laughs> no, this ain't going to work. <laughs> so then they moved me over to the body shop, and I was body shop secretary. Okay. And I'd done that for two years, and then they moved me to warranty manager. Oh, wow. And then we got bought out, and the new owners just felt that I was making too much money for a female. Oh, wow. So... They let me go, okay. but I was only out of work for two weeks, like right. I said, and Greg popped me a Scooped you right up. good deal, and I said, yeah, because all of the salesmen that I worked with at Freightliner had went to Peterbilt, ah, okay. so I had it in right there. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. What's, what's really cool is you've been there for 34 years and eight months. That is correct. That's a long time. I mean, that's... Yeah. Congratulations. That's like you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. don't hear it very much. And no. the only other person that's ahead of me is Mark Jones. And okay. he's 45. Gotcha. 45 years. <laughs> that was my one of my questions, if you're the longest term employee they have there. so Nope. Wow. He's got me by a few years. And what does Mark do? Yeah, I he's don't... a mechanic. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I think I know, Mark. Yeah, I don't. He, wor- he has your trucks all the time, I think. Okay. I mean, if they're in the shop. Sure. So. Sure. Okay. I definitely know Tim, but not. Skiles. I, yeah. 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 Yeah, hmm. yeah okay. to joke, Tammy, our trucks are in the shop a lot lately. <laughs> 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 that's, 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 that's not a shot. We're just, we're just saying. We're just very transparent on this podcast. I walk to the service, <laughs> service department. I'll see a red truck. I'm like. <laughs> oh my goodness it's been a little frustrating at least it's a different Late. unit right <laughs> unit number. well we're we're going through that problem too. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny yeah. how many employees are currently over there at rush i have 124 right now wow and i just onboarded two yesterday and one on monday gotcha so 127 wow nice mm-hmm. significant <clears throat> And we kind of touched on this in the beginning of the podcast. What's staffing been like over there? Has it been? You know, staffing is is tough. Yeah. And we have an in-house um, recruiter. Mm-hmm. And he does an awesome job. But it's just getting them to the finish line. Mm. You know, it's just, you got your young ones that, you know, and I blame it on COVID. They uh, just don't want to work. Right. Um, you got the ones that do want to work. And the ones that don't want to work, and you always can tell which ones are there, just there for the paycheck. You know, you know? The, pro- the problem is during that interview process, they've learned to become good salesmen, meaning they sell themselves. Absolutely, they do. And you just don't know what you've got until you get it. You got that right. Right, and then you see pretty pretty quick. I mean, you know what you've got well within thirty days. You know, when we get them to the finish line, you know, drug test, all that, you know, finish line. Tell them what their you know benefits are going to be, and no call, no show. Huh. Right, the ghosting. It, it, it's oh. just a it's it's a horrible feeling yeah. that people just don't want to work. Don't feel bad, Tammy. It's it's nationwide. Correct. We go through the same thing. We'll go. Th- Super Dave does all of our hiring, and uh, his hiring process is very uh, comprehensive and. You know, he puts his heart and soul into it, and guy's supposed to show up to be onboarded, and it's the first day, and it's like crickets, you know? Happened just Monday. Yeah. Yeah, and the, we were, our CPA was just out, Tammy, yesterday, and you look at that's a little bit different than looking for truck drivers because there's such a high demand of truck drivers, sure. but he's been looking for a, a CPA to help him or even possibly become a partner or buy his firm and a bookkeeper. He's had two headhunters since December looking for people, and he does not have one application. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. One application. That's crazy. Wow. I would think he'd have applications, but they didn't qualify, right? No, Dave, no. Or weren't interested one or the other, but yeah. not to have any applications. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You got a calculator, you hired. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure he's got you know the qualification, like I said, whatever, a bookkeeper and the difference between a CPA. But in all, all he's he's actually looking at this point of – you know, maybe taking less uh, customers that way he can just continue to do it himself. Right. And and or you know, hopefully after the tax season here, he gets some applications because people don't want to move this time right. of year. Right. Right. So, right. Super busy. Yeah. Yeah. But you just I don't know. We talk to so many different people, and it is a nationwide problem, like you said, Jim. Yeah. Tammy, is that throughout all your departments, or are certain departments harder to find people than others? Certain departments are harder to find. Which ones? Um, 
parts department. Uh-huh. Um, we've had some staffing issues there. We've got um, a new manager, Des Hunter, and Maluxi is the assistant. And I think we're on the road to success. Nice. Good. Um, in fact, I don't think I know. Good. Um, we've got some really good people in the parts department right now. Excellent. You know, and phone issues and order issues and parts on back order. Oh, yeah. You know, they just got their hands full. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, not to interrupt you, Tammy. I mean, you remember, obviously, you were there. But when we saw you a couple of weeks ago and Scott Pearson was there and he's moving down to Florida and we is. thought... Oh, you guys are going to lose him. Was you know the minute he said he was mm-hmm. moving, I'm like, oh man, that's our one of our go to guys, right? When you, as a business like we are, we have our go to people. When someone answers the phone, you automatically know what kind of service you're going to get. And you're absolutely. Like, oh, is Scott there? Can I talk to Scott? <laughs> right. You know? right. And you ask you, you've got your favorites, right? I mean, it's with anything you do. Exactly. And uh, I was I was so impressed that to find out, yeah, he's moving to Florida and still going to answer the phone, but from Florida. Yeah, mm-hmm. And be tied into the system and, and still, we do, every, so, we still were, do everything he was right. doing before. So that's and really we were neat. so lucky to be able to do that because we were going to lose Scott. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, 30 days prior to that, he was looking elsewhere. Sure. And did interview with a couple of Rush stores in Florida, oh, but they wow. didn't have any openings. Got right? Is he a parts guy, you guys? He yeah. Is. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. he's going to move to Florida and he's going to be able to do the... Um, phone room um from home yeah and he's still our employee yeah Yeah, that's awesome and he knows so many people oh he does oh i'm telling you yeah yeah i mean i i think at one point he had quit and came back but he did he he's got to have a total of 20 20 years in Mm -hmm. there i bet if you accumulate the years absolutely so knowledgeable yeah yeah covid uh boosted the remote industry big time my wife works from home and you know with our daughter you know, she's got to look for a job. She would be looking for a remote position. It's just so convenient, you know. Oh, it's absolutely convenient. Yeah, so it's a big business right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and they supply all the equipment. And you just take it home, and there you go. Absolutely. Off you go. So so what does a role uh, include as an office manager at Rush? What, is your, what does your day-to-day look like? <laughs> <laughs> just on the go all the time. Yeah. Um, I close the books for all four stores, which oh. is Greeley, Denver, Colorado Springs, and Pueblo. Wow. Um, I'm more on the truck side, truck sale side. Uh-huh. I do all the bookings of the heavy duty um, trucks, new and used, for all four stores. Uh-huh. Everything consists of all four stores. Um, and. They call me Mama Tammy. I mean, <laughs> my door is always open unless it's the end of the month. Uh-huh. Um, and they know they'll sit there out on my window to my office. And if my door is <laughs> shut, they'll be like, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But That's what I, Jim and Dave call you, too. You know that, that is correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when Dave's mentioned Dave's sister. Uh, go, go to people. Who do we call, Dave? Yeah, Let's right. call Tammy. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. email Tammy. We, right. we know the go-to people, yeah. I get a lot of that. But, um, you know, being in it for 40-some years, it's, mm. it's just my heart is the employees. Yeah. My biggest heart is the customers. Sure. Customer is the boss. Right. And a lot of young people don't know that. Mm. That, you know, it's just another person. And it's really not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have the customer, you don't have a business. Right. So it's just, um, I do all everything from ordering Sam's Club, because we get ice cream on Fridays if we don't have a safety issue. Uh-huh. So I do ice cream, and then I do the dry stuff for the coffee bar at the parts department for the customers. Right. Um, luncheons, I order all the stuff for the luncheons. Uh-huh. I do all that. So I told uh, Justin the other day, I said, why don't you just make me your caterer? caterer? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Hmm, wonder if we could do a position like that. <laughs> I said not. <laughs> so um, I just do everything. Huh. With people calling you Mama Tammy, do you deal with a lot of people problems? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they confide in me because they can trust me. Sure. Mm-hmm. So and there's uh, some stuff I'll share. Um, some stuff I don't. Right. I take care of it myself. Sure. So. Um, that's something so important in your position and that was one of the things you know that i mentioned about that life coach we had come in so long ago but you learn you have internal customers and external Mm -hmm. customers absolutely you know and that's that's what's crucial to success is knowing those internal customers as well as the external and Mm -hmm. that's that's just it's huge to your your survival and and growth and care for all the people oh absolutely absolutely and i wouldn't have it any other way what are, in the past 34 years, what are some of the things that you had to face and overcome throughout the years of growth with, with um, The growth part, um, we were luckily, lucky to get out of our, have the new building mm. that we're in now. Um, the overcome of that is at the building in Vasquez, on Vasquez, we were all one mm. in the same building. You, you could see the customers walk in. You know, go out and greet them. Say how you doing. This here is a campus hmm. facility. We're all in separate buildings. I miss the customer view hmm. because I'm over in the admin building, which is just truck sales. Um, I miss the incoming parts customers, uh. service customers, um, being face to face with them. Uh. Um, when we first moved over to the new building, Arnie Weber, (laughs) bring back memories, right? Um, he said, now, Tammy, if you want me to come and see you when I get parts, you're going to have to buy me a Hoover board (laughs) to come and see you. Because it's, I mean, we're all in separate buildings, but that was the biggest thing to overcome. And I just walked the building, you know, a couple of times a day and see what customers are at the front counter. Sure. And so it's, uh, that was a challenge. What's the biggest challenge you recall? Or the biggest change? That's it? That's about it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. So if you could wave your magic wand and make mm. an immediate change, what would that be? <laughs> well, it wouldn't have anything to do with Rush. <laughs> I would change the world the way we're having to live. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Like, what would that look like? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold back here. Yeah. The White House. <laughs> we need to change the White House. Gotcha. And there it is. We went political. Yeah. Okay. We've never Didn't done that to. before. Oh, no. Oh, there's, there's no. My passion. Yeah. 
there's been itching to get yep. there. So it yeah. should it should be everybody's passion to to though, Dave. You know what we've talked about, and I think some people are just okay of being taken care of. You know, that's they don't right. have to be they don't have to be passionate about what's going on in the world. So yeah, you know, and it's not only Colorado; it's the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. I know you grew up here, but you are a native, right? Um, I was born in Rancho, New Mexico. And when did you move here? Uh, when I was three. Okay, so I mean that, a native that grants yeah, you a native. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen all the change we have, and this is just not the Colorado we grew up in. No, I mean it is not remotely close, and I, I don't foresee in the future it going back. I, I think to the way it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've drawn that other side of people here and they're they're a bigger population than we are in in my eyes and when Absolutely. i say we i'm i'm talking about the circles we run in sure. right you and i are one circle and it seems like that other circle is overpopulating us they're mm-hmm. they like that dense growth and you know they're in those areas where where they're they have a greater vote than we do that is uh, correct so yeah i think we'll be blue for a long time to come Huh. And there it is. Right? Pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> he meant blue as in sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. not, Isn't not, that what it stands for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not. And red as in mad. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we're just JFW red. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You've got to stand for something, right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. What kind of challenges do you face with the customers, and what can a customer do to help you? Um, the customer can't do anything to help us right. other than patience, mm. communication. Right. Um, we've got our problems, um, like I mentioned before, phones, um, customer problems. We have a, um automated answer except for... If you dial the direct line, you'll get Alexis, which is my receptionist. Okay. Um, and does a fabulous job. But she doesn't get all the calls. How long have you two worked together? Um, I just hired her five months ago. Okay. Is she, is she older or younger, Tammy? I don't well, know. She if that actually makes... interviewed with you all. Oh, oh wow. As really? a dispatcher. Huh. Oh, Alexis? Okay. How long? Um, but it was nights, and she has a child. Mm. Um, and expecting in September. So um, she interviewed with us, and we hired her on the spot. Nice. Awesome. Very yeah. Cool. And actually, she showed back up for <laughs> the first day. She came to work. <laughs> That's right. That was a plus. Yeah, finished that the process. That was a plus. <laughs> but Got I it. don't, you know, the customers don't have anything to do with, um, mm-hmm. we try our hardest to make the customer happy um we have very few that are unhappy Mm -hmm. but when they are unhappy they hit that zero on the the press one for parts (laughs) and it comes to me yeah so um it gets handled good do you have a, a rush culture coin or a challenge coin i sure do oh is that it right there Yep. Wow. Customer is the boss. Got it. Is that all it says on there? David. On the back, it says, our future is dependent upon loyal, dedicated results. 
oriented people whose hard work, integrity, and pride ensures the success of our organization and each and every employee. Founded in 1965. Wow, that's awesome. Can I see that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The customer is the boss. Very nice. Have you guys seen that? It should be the same as Zach, the salesman's. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you actually took a picture of that when we were looking to do ours. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Coins, yeah. 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 Very cool. It's a good. How long ago did you receive that, Tammy? I received that when I was hired on. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. When they took us over. So 30, well, so Mm -hmm. 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's my original one. Gotcha. You carry it with you every day? I do. I have it in my purse. That's awesome. The women are able to carry it in their purse. So if Rush was to um, make a special appearance, Mm -hmm. just the big boys, usually they'll walk through the shop and they'll ask you for your coin. If you have your coin, they'll give you 10 bucks. Okay. Um, Last time Rusty was in, came into my office, he said, do you have your coin? And I said, well, of course I do. So I got into my purse and I handed it to him. He gave me 20 bucks. He gave me two tens instead of one ten. So, yeah. it's. um, So you said the women are allowed to carry it in the purse, but the men have to have it in their pocket? Pocket or the wallet. Got it. Mm -hmm. What if they have a purse? (laughs) We won't go there. Uh, A purse. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's kind of like your frunk on your cars now yeah you know what did they, what did they call it on uh seinfeld the european carry-all or something like that, yeah, something like that. <laughs> been doing it in europe for years right? <laughs> i got a merce i got a merce but it's a trauma kit so to me that's manly enough it's a travel kit trauma trauma a kit. what Trauma, a trauma kit. Oh, trauma. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. First aid kit. Yeah. Okay. This has got trauma. more than. It's got a little bit more than band aids in it. You could plug some holes with it. Oh, funny. That's funny. What is one of your uh, more memorable stories at Rush? Um, in 2006, I was nominated for um, administrative manager of the year, mm. and I got it. Very cool. At that time, we probably had maybe. 55 to 60 stores. Wow. Um, so that was a life experience. I mean, wow. they they flew us to San Antonio. You and your husband? Yes, sir. Gotcha. And um, wined and dined and, I mean, just beautiful hotel. Um, we stayed there for the weekend. And then in 2021, I was nominated again. <clears throat> oh, wow. And received office manager of the year. Wow. Um, at that time, probably we have 100 and some odd stores. So going against probably 60 wow. administrative assistants, office managers. Wow. It was a. It's quite I the mean, honor. Quite the honor. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I didn't travel at that time. Because of COVID, COVID yeah. everybody else did, but um, Justin was fine with me, and my mom and dad wasn't in the greatest health, so Got it. Um, I stayed back. But still, they they gave you a fat check. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> but when uh, a couple of weeks after the um, 
deal in San Antonio, they had a big luncheon and everything and <clears throat> presented me with all my gifts and nice. at the dealership. That's awesome. Cool. That's fantastic. So, yeah. So how many nice. how many stores do you have does Rush have now? I don't know how many there is in Canada cuz we just took all those over in Canada. Wow. <laughs> um I would say probably 10 in Canada. Uh-huh. So I think we're sitting like 160. Gotcha. Wow. So with you winning all those honors is you're I mean it sounds like all these stores are kind of like connected everybody that is correct so your name is probably known around the nation yes i get a lot of phone <laughs> calls from other you know girls that have started ladies uh-huh. that have started just recently and they need help with this and they need help with that i'll get calls daily huh, um and then uh myself and debbie in oklahoma city um we go back and forth with the new changes that we're going through and gotcha so yeah, um, my little brother works at Oklahoma City Rush. Oh wow! Um, he's at the front parts counter. Sounds like you're a big part of the backbone of the whole I operation. Am. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know you had two brothers. I have four brothers. Ah, well, wow. we need to catch up, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. six of us. Okay, two girls and four boys. Okay, very mm-hmm. cool. And where what? Or what age do you fall in? Not what age are you, but where do you fall in? First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? I have two older brothers okay. and then myself. Okay. And then two younger brothers and then a little sister. Okay. Uh-huh. Very cool. And JJ's younger. JJ's the one right after me. Okay. And then Bobby's the one in Oklahoma City. Okay. And then my little sister's in Illinois. My other two oldest brothers are here. Oh. Gotcha. Do the other three, are they involved at all in any type of, like, trucking or no. you know what i mean so my the, oldest brother he's he was a principal okay school teacher wow here in Retired, colorado uh-huh where at uh at commerce city okay and then westminster okay mm-hmm. very cool so um he like as that. in westy high school no oh okay no um Just westminster westminster okay adam's 12 okay whatever yeah. um he done that went to college um Stacy, my second to the oldest brother, he um, was in the Air Force and then got into retail, still does retail. And then myself never did go to college, just done it. Didn't need to. Um, You know, you worked. Yeah, I did. Um, They they say that's becoming a thing. Absolutely it is. Just because of how desperate our workforce is that so many businesses are saying, you don't need a college degree come to work and we'll gladly teach right, you right. you just have to come to work mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's i that's pretty cool to me you know absolutely so yeah Go so ahead. i didn't mean to interrupt you that's so keep, okay keep going and then jj he's in finance for the heavy duty yep um done some finance for jfw for yeah for mm-hmm. sure um he's been around a while also tempty he started with tempty he was at freightliner prior though he right? was he was at freightliner with me he wasn't trans. Yes, he was trans West. Yeah, yeah. He stayed. So, um, and then my brother Bobby, he's uh, front parts counter at Oklahoma City, and then my little sister's in Illinois, and she's just a stay stay at home. Hmm. Cool. It's a big job there too. It is. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's not just to stay at home. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, exactly. With you being third and having two oldest brothers, that was probably fun growing up. You were probably well protected. 
or or picked on yeah. 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 I think yeah. it was more picked on <laughs> they always called me the black sheep of the family oh wow but that's okay right are you guys all pretty tight now um we have our differences and our gotcha. you know yeah it's being six kids mm. it's tough sure. plus you're adding all the significant others right and it's a lot gets, of dynamic there. it gets a little dynamic right yeah. that's right. what you I could call it. it i have a sister she lives in evergreen i probably see her once every two years so i mean <laughs> i get that's it. that's sometimes not a bad deal <laughs> <laughs> well. so I, tammy i want to get back to the the trucks uh the stores and stuff I, I only because I personally know, or you know, like I know Jim knows, but all 160 of those stores are not all Peterbilt stores. That is correct. We have International, um, and then the Ford. Okay. Um, there is two Ford stores in night in Florida, and then there's us. Um, there's not as many Ford stores that there is International. Okay. Mm. In um, Azuzu. Okay. Is there an equipment store, like heavy equipment, like like loader, grader, a tractor, farm supply? None of those? I don't know why I thought at some point I had seen one of those. Or is international tractors? Or is it truck? International truck? Trucks. Or? It is mm-hmm. trucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, I don't know whether this is true. Maybe you can answer it. I had heard at one time that Peterbilt, the truck manufacturer, would not allow Rush to own any more Peterbilt dealerships because at a certain point, if they wanted and didn't pay their bill, they could bankrupt Peterbilt, the truck manufacturer. Is that is that just trucker gossip rumor BS that you know, you know us I've, board I've, truckers have nothing more to talk about than create stories like that? <laughs> I've heard something of that, Yeah, but we continue to buy. Okay. So okay. I don't know. Well, clearly, if you just bought 10 more stores in Canada. Right. So That is correct. Yeah. And and is there a manufacturer? Is there a plant in Canada? Or are they built all in Denton? Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And Denton is the only factory still, right? The union plant isn't open any longer that was in... I think it's just Denton. Okay. Because they closed the union one. I don't remember what state. I When I point, I'm pointing like southeast. I thought it was in... I don't know. Where, do you remember? Where, was it in Tennessee? I don't, I don't, or Dave, yeah. Where was it at? Because I know it was a union plant, and there were there were some issues because of that. And this was going way back, way back when, like 20 years ago. Right. We just deal with Denton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. So how of, of all the Peterbilts made, how many trucks do Rush buy from Peterbilt versus every other dealership i mean are they are they 60 percent 80 percent 50 percent of peterbilt's i would sales? say 80 percent yeah 60 yeah. to 80 wow. percent wow, that's big. that's that's <laughs> big that's huge isn't it right yeah huh. very cool and we're still on allocation so right wow. you know whatever we get allotted yeah the covid man did it just it's killed a lot of stuff play havoc mm-hmm. on our supply chain sure did yeah it does feel like it's getting better oh sure just slowly but surely you know so i gotta ask a question tammy the 389 model is discontinued right that is correct are you hearing a lot of flack over that 
like um, from the customers, you know, like, what the heck are you doing? That's, you know, my baby and the hood is, you know, that, all powerful. I, I got to jump in there before she answers, but you know, that's political, right? Uh, I did. I, Jim has told me that before. It's yeah, yeah, environmentally it's all, driven. Right, right. And as yeah. far as fuel mileage. And, <laughs> uh, so anyway. I just have to throw that out there because as, as customers, we want those trucks. Oh, right? absolutely. But our government tells us we and can't drivers. have them. That I is mean, correct. The drivers, yeah. we, I mean, all the years we had nothing but 379s. And if we could pull our drivers today, I bet you, I don't know, three quarters at least would want a 389 hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Most popular truck out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Doesn't even compare it to Kenworth. I mean, it, 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 everybody wants the 389. Yeah. And it's sad, <laughs> but it, it's going it, away. It, 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 it is. It's, it is truly the end of an era. You yeah. know, they, they took that model truck, and, you know, every so often, like any other you know, like the F-150 Ford pickup. Yeah. You revamp it every two or three years or mm-hmm. five years or 10 years. You get that new model. You get that, you know, how they changed the dash, how they did the mirrors, sure. the headlights, the, you know, I the mean. The steps on. Yeah, yeah. The nuts, it just, the nuts it was, out. It yeah. was the newest version or newest model of that truck. And, you know, to realize that it's, this is their sunset year is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I just want to. Be sure everyone understands when I say that's a political or an environmental decision because they claim that truck isn't aerodynamic enough to get the best fuel mileage that it can, is is what we've been told. And you have to sell X amount of aerodynamic trucks for every one of those trucks, I believe, that are that are sold, right, Tammy? And I I'm just making numbers up here, but for every one 389 you sell, you have to sell, and again, I'm making these numbers up, like That's 10 correct. aerodynamic models to compensate for that. And now it's probably to the point the government is probably fining the manufacturers if they don't. Is that, am I making all of that up or am I? No, I'm, you're probably. I mean, I might not be spot you're on, spot but on. it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many uh, trucks does Rush sell a year, average? Um, last year we sold just our store. No. Oh, geez. Well, both, both your store. And yeah, if you know your store, I would yeah. want to know your store. Yeah. And when I say your store, you agree? Kind of Colorado, the Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. We were probably at new two eighty three hundred. Wow. Um, and that and that's after COVID. That's after COVID. All right. Do you, mm-hmm. do you have a year in your head that was just like a record-breaking year that you guys sold more trucks than Probably you ever Probably a year before COVID. Um, so like So 19? that would be 18, 19. 18. Yeah. Um, we were probably high 300s. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I don't know who wrote this next question, but what are your thoughts on the political... <laughs> <laughs> BD, <laughs> why would you just get that? Another day. So, so before, yeah, before we get to that, since that's one of the last questions, <laughs> might be a long conversation. Have you? Are you looking forward to retirement or anything? Um, Tammy, are you? Have you thought about it? Do you have a sunset year in mind? <laughs> when, what year is your sunset model? Like politically, as as health, you know, as long as your health stays good, um, 
I probably have another five years. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you as want to? Keep me. Just because you want to? Just because I want to. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a stay home person. Mm. Um, where, on the other hand, my husband is. Uh-huh. And I just don't know how long we'd be married if I was to stay <laughs> home with him 724. Yeah, but the communication, you said, is the key. You got to have communication. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I want to work until I can't, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to enjoy some of it, too. Sure. So. Don't you find that's working as part of your identity, though? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to a degree, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you... you Get in your car, you drive to work, you're a different person. You know, not a different person, just a different atmosphere. Right. Then, you know, having to stay at home. I, I just don't know um, how I would handle it. Right. Did you have to stay home at all during COVID? I mean, I know um, I know no. your business like ours was essential. So We were. Um, we were frontline. Um, I can honestly say... Myself and Leslie, which is on my team, um, were the only ones that did not contract COVID. Oh, wow. wow. I can't say that I've ever had it. Nice. Um, Cold. I mean, we were there every day, you know, eight hours, nine hours a day. Uh Trying to take care. And, you know, when I had the pharmacy in my office, so all these... (laughs) <laughs> you know and so i finally i went to that's when we started um giving them the test kits oh right mm-hmm. yeah so i had them in my office they come in my office coughing and a sneezing and doing can whatever can i have a test kit so i went to just i said okay stop i don't want them in my office where do you want them and he's like What's going on? I said, they're coming into my office, hacking in the coffin. I don't want them. I don't. I, they can, we can put them somewhere. I don't want them in my office anymore. Yeah. He said, go get them. So we put them in his office. <laughs> so if they needed a test kit, they just come and get it off the round table, which was fine with me. But that was a, that was a tough year and a half, two years. Oh, yeah. Um, just keeping people healthy yeah yeah um and then you have your ones that you know because uh-huh. you could yeah and right. we were paying them right 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 so and then now you went back to the political i question. did <laughs> you did i did <laughs> we can't help but not get to the political <laughs> that's question right and you can't ask them if they actually like can prove they have covid that's illegal right yeah, right and that was a good but thing they want to test to know they have it right, right? Yeah, that was right. a good thing when they came out with the test kits right because then we would ask for a picture of the right. negative or positive, whatever, yeah. for them to return to work. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I can honestly say, knock on wood, I did never call in the two years, never did get sick, and um, kept my mom and dad safe. Nice. When's the last time you actually did call off from work? I have a feeling you don't even know. <laughs> I called in sick last a week ago. Oh. Rick and I contracted a cold. Gotcha. Right. Um we had a seventy fifth birthday party for him uh-huh. and he's blaming it on that, so he won't go to <laughs> Lulu's no more. 
right? Because <laughs> he contracted it at Lulu's. Um, so, um, yeah, I called in just because I had a headache uh, and I just did not feel right. Sure. But I was back into work the next day. Right. So uh, um, I lose vacation time all the time because I don't use it. Um, sick time. I have all my sick time. Right. So, yeah. Good That's for awesome. you. Good for you. All right, then the last question on there, Tammy. I'll get the one that gets to ask it. What are your thoughts of the political climate and the changes being forced on the trucking industry, meaning kind of emissions, construction in general, just all of that? It's going to be a big change. <clears throat> it's going to be a um, heartbreaking for most companies. Um, you know, it could always flip, too. You never know. I mean, but I don't think it's going to. I think we're going to go into some heavy laws. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It feels as though it's going to get worse before it gets better. That is correct. So, And yeah. that's starting from the top. Right. Oh, 100%. It's only got to get better. I mean, but it is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. What do we have, 2024? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, we... we you know, Jam Jam made the comment when we came up here and sat down. You know, I have a news article cut out, and uh, we work for CMEX, a cement manufacturer up in Lyons, Colorado. They're just under a, a litany of of abuse from their their neighborhood. They're so close to Boulder. They're in Boulder County up there in Lyons. They've been there since 1969. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> so many people are trying to close that business. Because they, you know, they they have it in their head. Oh, they're one of the worst polluters. They're, you know, they're the highest carbon emitter, or whatever the case may be. And what people don't understand, no matter what, you can't just close that business. You can't just shutter right. their doors because someone has to make cement. Someone has to manufacture that product. They happen to be sitting on one of the best geographical locations to do that because they've been pulling raw minerals out of the ground where they're located since 1969. That's why they're built there, right? It hasn't been until this year that they, they, they're, they can't pull out of the ground anymore. So we're one of the trucking companies hauling it in for them to produce. But what does a business like that do? They can't just close that plant and go, oh, we're going to move to Fort Morgan, Right. They can't just do that. You can't that. just up and move. Yeah, you don't just you just don't shutter a cement plant that's producing I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of tons of cement a year because the cost to build that new facility it's probably cost prohibitive. I mean it's it's probably not even feasible to build a new facility and then you take anything to do with that and you have to now truck instead of from Lions all the way to, and I'm making it up to Fort Morgan, right? I mean, it could be further out than that, so it's in the middle of nowhere, so they don't catch the flack that they're catching now, and you put that much cost on the trucking industry. Well, that's going to put more trucks on the road because it's further. That's going to be, and I'm using air quotes right now, worse for the for the environment, right? Because the impact of more trucks on more the trucks. road. And I, at what point do you think this information needs to be given 
to to the news? How do we how do we start to combat these problems and educate people? Because I I truly believe it's not a it's not a red and a blue. It's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican. It's not a it it's become political and it's become a vote thing. But at some point, it needs to come back to education. We need to educate people that we have because to have. Because they don't know. Yeah, we have to have cement for a road. We have to have lumber to build our houses. We have to have asphalt for our streets. You know, we, we the asphalt is created. It's the last product, the oil, that comes out of Suncor. That's the byproduct of all of our fuel and gas created. You know, I laughed the other day. I was sitting in an intersection. I actually took a picture of it on my phone. I sent it to Jim while he was on vacation last week. And this... It was a bumper sticker in the guy's rear window of his pickup, and it says, I'm pro-pipeline. My pickup doesn't run on fairy dust and unicorn piss. <laughs> and I was like, that I would love to put that sticker on every vehicle we Absolutely. own. And that's the worst thing we could do. We already, as an industry, have such a target on our back, and that's the biggest thing we try and combat and fight and try and educate people is, our industry isn't bad. You know, we've gone to the wide base tires on all of our trailers. We get the best fuel mileage we can. We're the most aerodynamic there is. We have the newest vehicles available. We're creating the least carbon emission that's possible. You know, I mean, we've done all of these steps that, that again, air quotes, our regulators have said we need to do, and people still condemn our industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's an industry that supports... Three members of your family, our whole family, all of the families that work here at JFW, and that's that's you know the the top of the pin for the industry as as a nation, right? I mean, we're we're tiny compared to the the industry as a nation, but our whole industry is under attack right now. That's right. So, how do we start that education? That, that's what I was just going to ask you. How, how yeah. do you start? How do know. you start to educate? Yeah, I, I know. Years ago, they they don't do the they don't do this. Uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It, it was kind of a rollout from the CMCA, the Colorado Motor Carriers. And about a decade ago, every member of the CMCA put it was a giant sign on the side of their everyone's trailers that said "trucks." They bring good stuff, or mm-hmm. good stuff trucks bring it, or there was something like that, and that was their their play on it, you know, and. People need to understand that every single product they have was brought by a truck. You know, every oh, absolutely. every single and, thing you know, they have. And, and there's so many people that don't yeah, don't yeah. realize that. And and that means we need fuel. That means we need oil. That means we Food. need tires. That that means everything, right? I, I mean, everything. Yeah, it's all encompassing, and it's it seems like a massive undertaking to try and start that education process. But at some point, we have to educate the people, so then maybe they can educate the political side or help ask the questions to the politicians of, Hey, why are you condemning this or, or what's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know something we all need to work on. Absolutely. Our, our, our industry as a whole to needs it. to start working on it sooner than mm-hmm. later. So, you know, you look at what they've done in California. I mean, independent truckers aren't even allowed out there anymore. They, they can't even work out there anymore. They, they push that bill through and put it into place uh, January first this year. So if if you're an independent driver, you you can't work out there. And I don't know what. Do you remember, Jim? How many trucks you have to own not to be considered an independent? I don't think it's the amount of trucks, Dave. I think it's how it's what kind of work you're doing. If you're working directly for that manufacturer or that company, 
it's okay, you can be independent, but you can't be an independent trucker and be working for like Walmart as such. That's what they've taken away from. Gotcha. Is you can't because you're not truly independent. You're a you're a Walmart employee, and that's what California was trying to protect. Is that guy? So he had health insurance. He had workman's comp. He had all that kind of stuff. When when you're not actually an, an employee. Yeah. What's funny? He had the American dream because he owned his own business. Exactly. And well, he was running. Away. He was in control of his future and his life. Right. Yeah. Or their her life, yeah. whichever might mm-hmm. might it be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised Colorado's not trying to push something through like that. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's 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 next? Yeah. I, I keep telling the joke, <laughs> Tammy. Do you know what they're saying in California uh-uh. right now? God, I hope it doesn't get as bad as Colorado. I fear. That is a joke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what was the one we talked to the friends that were looking at moving to Montana and? They went to Montana, was you know, with the real estate agent and doing stuff like that, and they found out that most of Montana doesn't want us, you know, want Coloradoans anymore. <laughs> any any and plates it, with a C on it. Yes, exactly. Is, is that was their, that was like, Montana's thing. We don't, yeah, California, Colorado, Colorado, California. Huh. Any any don't if you come yeah. from a state with a C, we don't. Connecticut. Want you. Yeah, yeah, because you're <laughs> you're just you're just ruining it. For, for us. Their way of life is just fine without us up there. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's kind of how we were 20 years ago. Right. Yeah, we, just, we didn't want enough we just see. We weren't smart <laughs> exactly. enough to take a stance on it, right? That's correct. We all complained about it, but we weren't smart enough to take a stance on it, which I don't know how you do that, you know? Yeah. You always... Yeah, move here because you don't like where you are and then make it like the place you came from. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So. Yep. Crazy stuff. <clears throat> Well, Tammy, we're going to move on a little bit. Are you able to hang out with us Absolutely. for the rest of the podcast? And please chime in, and we want to hear your opinions and okay. thoughts on all these things. Uh, safety topic of the week, we're pleased to announce yesterday at the Silent Warrior meeting, we actually launched our Safety Has No Blind Spot campaign. Anybody want to speak on what that is? I we need s- help. Yeah, I think <laughs> since you you wrote it, Jam, you should bring the... I didn't bring the contract. But I could probably go get one real yeah. quick. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you guys start talking about it? I'll be right back with the contract. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have heard us. Everyone has heard us talk about it for the last two weeks saying we're going to roll this out. And uh, the name of it is Safety Has No Blind Spots. And <clears throat> what you've heard us talk about for the last two weeks is over the last probably three years, we've probably had, I don't know, possibly six, eight, over three years, maybe even 10 accidents in our blind spot that almighty right side, right front bumper, you know, and we preach about it. And, you know, like Jim said, we've added the the blind spotter, which is the right-hand lane change mitigation. It's the, you know, we've went to the slope hood uh, trucks. We've, we've added hood mirrors. We've added mirrors above the doors. We've, you know, added windows in the doors. Everything in our ability to eliminate that blind spot area, you know, and so we don't have accidents there. And we had our first one of the year two weeks ago, and uh, you know, as a matter of fact, when we talked about it on the podcast, it was a new driver, Tammy, just to keep you in the loop here, that, that had the accident. He'd only been with us, I don't know, two weeks, something like that. Yeah. And he, a six-year driver, 
And I, actually, Dave, it was a week and a day. Oh, a was week it, and a day. Yeah. I, I was going to say six day. okay. six days, but okay. a week and a day, and then and, and we, then we talked about the accident on the podcast, and and never mentioned any names. We we try and educate sure. on here, right? We're we're not after finger pointing, like oh, Bob's an idiot. Why did he have an accident? It's never like that. It's like, hey, we had an accident. We need to discuss mm-hmm. how did we have it? How do we help you know the other hundred drivers keep from having that accident? So anyway, we discussed it. He had the accident on Tuesday. So knowing this program was coming, I was pretty passionate about it. I was like, hey, we need to be aware of this, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, when the driver listened to the podcast, he quit Wednesday night after the podcast because he said we didn't have his back. And that was never the case, and that will never be the case. But you have to be able to work here and allow us to help teach you or coach you up in some things that you might not be doing to the best of your ability or to our JFW requirement, right? I mean... The most key thing in what we do is a lane change. It sounds pretty simple or almost idiotic when you hear that, like, oh, my God, we have somebody that can't change lanes. Well, we've had enough accidents over the years. It's our it's our number one leading accident that we have, right? If we have any accident, it's that. So when, when Jim and I have to sit here every <laughs> annually when our insurance company shows up to renew our insurance rates and... As hard as we work in this business, in this industry, because it's we don't want to make just JFW better. We want to make trucking as a whole better. Oh, if, absolutely. If we have people that are listening that work at other companies, we're thrilled, right? We just want to make them a better driver. We don't care where you work. And so we sit here at these annual you know, meetings when they come to renew our insurance, and this the, the insurance adjuster just grills us. And you, you walk out of the meeting feeling this big, Tammy. Like Jim and I are thinking... What else can we do? We're, we feel like idiots. We're doing everything in our power, but we're still having these accidents. So Jam's here, and he has what our, our uh, what, do you, what do you call it, Jam? Contract. I call it a contract. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so, not, it's not legal binding, right? But it's more It a, is a JFW. In yeah. my eyes, it's a legal binding contract at JFW. <laughs> there you go. That's my two cents. What this contract's meant to do is to make you come into agreement with our safety program. We want you to to believe in the program and the items on it, and by signing your name next to it, that's coming into agreement with what with what I'm about to read. And then we uh, we actually give you this cool silicone bracelet. It's a safety has no blind spot bracelet. You could pass that to Tammy so she could see it. I actually gave the one I had. I actually signed a contract already, and then uh, we had another driver sign off in a safety meeting yesterday with him, and I gave him my bracelet. Oh, so, cool. So he's I never board. got a bracelet yesterday, so I need to sign the contract. Yeah, you need to bracelet. sign the contract and yeah. be in agreement. <laughs> yeah. right, right. That is pretty cool. Where would you get that made up at? Uh, we could get with Ann. She ordered them online. She designed it. She uh, Ann, Ann is kind of a jack-of-all-trades here, but when it comes to anything, graphic design or stuff like that, she... She breaks off from what she's doing and it helps us create create things like that. So so here's what the contract has to say. Let me turn my gain down a little bit. It says, number one, I will change lanes like my family is in the car next to me. And I think that's important. If you feel like you're putting your own family in danger, maybe you would think twice about changing lanes. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you, Jim, from reading that. But no matter how you look at this over the years, and, and Dave... I mean, we've had a lot of these accidents, Jam. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had the over the last twenty years or right? 30, thirty years. years yeah, Dave, and, and I, I don't even know. We can joke, we can knock on wood or anything, but I don't think we have seriously hurt somebody from that. But that that will happen at some point. Mm-hmm. We will hurt somebody right. badly. 
Yeah. And Jam, when you read that first sentence, you know, it's your family could be in the car next to you. Yeah. Or your you know, your best friend's family. family. And, and or somebody that works here is yeah, yeah, family. I mean it, it just yeah. What it, what it can lead to, and, and again, and, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to get off point from you reading that, Jim, because I, I, I consider it an oath yeah. along with a contract, but we have to stop this. Yes. You know, we have to stop it. So, yeah, please continue, Yeah, Jim. and please, it, I don't feel interrupted. Like, well, I don't, I, want to, I don't want to break up. Here's the contract, you guys. Yeah, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number two. My turn signal will flash at least four times before changing lanes, and I will leave it on until I have completed my lane change. Number three, I will look several times and make sure nothing is in my blind spot on my right front corner and side of the truck. Number four, I will check all my mirrors, including my side mirror, spot mirror, hood mirror, curb mirror, before starting my lane change, and then I will check them again. Number five, I will, excuse me, if I am unsure if there's a vehicle next to me, I will slow down or speed up to confirm it is safe before making my lane change. Number six, I will change lanes slowly just in case there's a car next to me to minimize the severity of a potential accident. Then it goes on to say, I am completely committed, devoted, invested, and engaged to changing lanes safely. I am willing to do anything to achieve a safer JFW. Safety has no blind spot, and neither do I. So these six items, we came up with these because these are the things that we've seen. If we did these six things, either if we did hit somebody, it would have been less severe. You know, if you looked again, you wouldn't have even changed lanes to begin with. If you had your signal on at least four times, people would know, hey, that big truck's changing lanes. If you considered your family's next to you, you'd be more careful, and so on and so forth. So, and then there's a signature line and a date, and we want everybody to jump on board with this program, and I believe, and we believe that if you're committed to this, we'll be safer, and we'll we'll eliminate these accidents if you do these six items. We sure hope so, Jim. Yeah. I mean, that's, the steering committee worked hard on on putting all this together. I mean, yeah. you, you know it was one of those plans. This We've been talking yeah. about this for months. Yep. Right? Yep. In true JFW fashion, when we decide we're going to put something together, it's very well thought out. It's combed over. You know, we go over it and we go over it and we go over it and then we launch it. So a lot of thought's been put into this. So yeah. everybody jump on board. Yeah, and the in the you know, I was just listening to you read it because I heard you read it yesterday and of course we all went over it, but like the, the four blinks, you know, that can can you change lanes after your four blinks? Can you change lanes before your four blinks? The purpose is at least four blinks, right. so you have that time to look around. Yes. You know, after the after the meeting yesterday, we had one of the guys come up to me and and said, you know, you you mentioned looking in the hood mirror. You mentioned looking in the you know the doggy window if your truck has a doggy window. The the mirror above the 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 window. You have you can glance out the back window also. There's that spot there right out your back. You have your turn signal on. You have your mirror. You have your spot mirror, and you have all this. But one of the guys yesterday mentioned to me, he said, for him more, it's a 360-degree view. He said, I, I check beside me the other way as I'm making that lane because of that lane change. Because if something happens on that side, can I go back in my lane? That's a great point. 
You know, so it's not just that, okay, at the tip of the hood, obviously the tip of the hood is where the accident happens or, Mm -hmm. you know, at the fuel tank or the blind spot. But, you know, and and when I, when I listened to him, I, I felt myself making that change so many times like, oh shit, there's a car there. You know, right. and I have to not go back in my whole lane, but right. I have to stop whatever I was doing and right. come back to that spot. Right. You know, and same thing, you know, <clears throat> looking out in front of you as you make that change because, uh, you know, somebody coming on from like an on ramp and shoots all the way across in front of you. Oh, you see that constantly. Right. They we, cross the gore line and all three lanes right to the fast lane. It yeah. just infuriates me, and I'm thinking, yeah. why? Why did you? They're just crazy drivers right yeah. now. Oh, absolutely! It's like everybody's lost. But absolutely. but that's where we need to be the professional, right? That is correct. I, I mean, we, well, we are the blind ones. spots in our cars. Sure, oh, absolutely. I mean, sure, not just the trucks. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I see your trucks on the road daily, truck and trailers. Yep. Yeah, and you know, um, it's just the way people are driving right now. They're they're. They've lost their shit. Yeah, they have. But that's no. uh, to put yeah, it blunt. You know, it, it I has, mean, it, it it's has. crazy. I just cringe having to get on that highway. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had several drivers yesterday during the Silent Warriors. Like Jam said, that's when we rolled this out at our Silent Warriors luncheon yesterday. And so many of those guys being Silent Warriors and so many two-time recipients, several of them said. Just don't change lanes. Get in your lane and stay there. <laughs> stay there. Right. You know, and I, I mean, I, I bet when some people hear me say that, they're like, what? I don't have time for that. You I know? have to change lanes. Yeah. I, I mean, we had a, a complaint call yesterday, so we had to pull up video before we left last night. And we had a driver headed up to Fry's up I-70 through the, I'll say, Genesee area. But anyway, I mean, he took, I bet his blinker wasn't on for four blinks, and he went from the fast lane bolted across the middle lane straight to the slow lane to pass a car that was in front of him you know and he wound up getting caught but i mean i bet that i bet he crossed two lanes and that blinker hadn't even blinked four times yet it was an ugly ugly lane change so much work yes so much work to end up not going anywhere right it it gained nothing so it was interesting check this out so the way uh jr actually found this is uh he was looking another truck and while he was looking at video on another truck, here comes a JFW truck and passes him. He's like, oh, well, let me let me see how fast that truck was going and check all this <laughs> stuff out, right? They were both going to Fry. That driver pulled into Fry 35 seconds before the truck that he passed. Huh. 35 seconds. And then you got to wait for the bin anyway. Right. It got you nowhere. It got you absolutely and nowhere. You say that all the way to work and all the way... <laughs> Why did you just do that? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It right. got you nowhere. It got you right. nowhere. Yeah. I'm yeah. still one car behind you. Yeah. And you know what? For, for those <laughs> right? For those 35 seconds, you could have it. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not worried about 35 seconds. Right. I'd rather not get a ticket, not have an accident, not get called into a meeting after work. You could have those 35 seconds. Right. Every time. Yeah. Because those 35 seconds are hours <clears throat> oh, doing yeah. something else. Yes. Oh my an Accident yes. or, or anything. Absolutely. Or, or a lifetime of court yeah i mean not for nothing that 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 cost four uh, three safety directors and myself 30 i mean we stayed a half hour late by the time it was all done yes you know that was that cost money right there you know so yeah yes and that tells you how concerned our team is with taking a teaching moment like that jam what a great job you guys do to take that as a learning moment, here's yeah. your opportunity to be better, yep. you know, and we hope showing that and, and educating that driver that he'll never do that again. 
You know, hopefully think twice about that and yeah. and realize what did that gain me. I can right. just sit here in my lane and I'll get there thirty seconds later. You, you know, because I bet the driver that got past was probably chill when he got there, and when uh, this driver yeah. got there, he was like, ah. Yeah. If you drive around for twelve hours like that, where you're on people's bumpers and you got to, you know, obviously we have good situational awareness and we're checking things. But if you're Cadillacing, it's a lot different than if you're aggressive driving. Oh, right. You'll be exhausted at the end of 12 hours driving like that. Yes. Where a guy that, you know, was Cadillacing all day, he'll get off of work and go do something at the house or go to the gym or, right. you know, and feel good. And, you know, right. So One of the things, Tammy, that was really a game changer for us, and I don't know whether we've mentioned it to you in the in our visits in the past when we're over there at the office and see you, but we switched camera systems a little over a year ago now. We had cameras from three years ago, but... They were just reactive is what mm-hmm. I call them. And what that means is we could look up footage or find things, but until we got a call from the public, there was no one monitoring anything. I mean, we just weren't made aware of it. When we got a call from the public, we would look up, oh, yeah, this truck ran a red light. Uh, this is awful, blah, 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 blah. But it was reactive. It was only sure. after a four-wheeler called, right? And usually when a four-wheeler calls, or that's what we call them, right, the four-wheeler, right, a car, th- the public, when someone calls, it's usually warranted. They're pissed. Right, we've usually done something either dangerous or stupid or or whatnot. Well, when we switched to this other camera system, Samsara, a year ago, just a little over a year ago now, it has artificial intelligence. So it it tells us if you're following too close. It tells us we can set up speed zones where you know where the flatbed came down the hill too fast three years ago and lost his brakes because he overheated and killed all the people mm-hmm, there at Thirty mm-hmm. Second Youngsfield. I mean, we have all that stuff in place. We know the minute one of our trucks are going over 45 miles an hour through that zone and we have speed zones set up and we train about it we talk about it we have the trainers educate them we do it day one in orientation when they start here because we want to be the better company Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. we have all these bright red trucks running down the road if if we're doing it wrong everyone knows so that that the education level with those cameras made us proactive so now we, we get the email if you're following too close. We get the email if you're going too fast through that speed zone. We get the email if you ran that red light. And, and we get the email if you don't have your seatbelt on. And it's not a tattletale, but it has taken us and raised our bar so high. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has just made us a better company day and night. I mean, where we are today versus where we were 13 or 14 months ago, it's a game changer. And it has made all of our people so much better. It's just, it's a wonderful tool. Now, is there a system in every truck? There is. There is. Every single truck. And, you know, when we first put cameras in three years ago, we had some pushback, right? There were Mm -hmm. the old timers that were like, I don't want you watching me pick my nose or, you know, whatever. And we're like, we don't want to watch that either. Yeah, dude, there's no (laughs) one sitting here just looking at cameras 24-7. We don't have the time for that, right? We only look when there's an issue. So now with the artificial intelligence, we only look if we get an email. It's a a pretty big no-brainer. And those emails are instant, right? If that comes up that you're following too close, we get an email. And it gives them 30 seconds warning. So Yeah, you got to be one and a half seconds or closer for 30 seconds before you get an alert. So if you're going... At at least 45 miles an hour? Yeah, so if you're going along in a car comes in front of you and takes away your tra- your following distance, you have 30 seconds to create that 1.5 seconds. And drop off. The thing of it, Tammy, is you need four seconds is what's considered <laughs> safe, right? So 
you know, we're giving you 2.5 second grace yeah. to and to, 30 seconds and like, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I did get a text from Coleman O'Mara, who's a young up-and-comer here at JFW. He wanted to give a shout-out, so let me put that out there. Good morning, Jam. Hopefully this can make it on the podcast today. I want to shout-out all the drivers this morning on the way to Fair Play. They've all been very helpful understanding with explaining how to get over the pass safely. So mm. that's what we like to hear. We like to hear our guys helping each other be safe. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, chain laws went up over, well, did they go up over Kenosha, Kenosha? this morning or yeah. over? Kenosha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, on the, on the, how are we rolling the, the blind spot out? Is that? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Jim. I shouldn't have moved on so quickly. Uh, it's going to be hand to hand combat. We'll be out at the fuel aisle. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> is it banned to wrist? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, basically we'll be posted up at the fuel aisle. If you come in, if you, Basically, if you haven't received a contract and a bracelet, when we see you, we're going to ask you to do it. Yeah. So could yeah. be at the fuel aisle, could be at the dispatch counter, it could be uh, in a meeting. You know, it could be a one-on-one meeting I have with a driver, or a safety meeting we have with the driver to, you know, correct some behaviors or something like that. So it's going to be just however we could do it. Yeah. But we do plan on being posted at the fuel aisle. Kendrick and Casey, they have contracts and uh, bracelets over at Yard 23 as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see all those bracelets being worn. Yeah. You know, just the friendly reminder when your hand's on the wheel to see that bracelet and think, yep. I'm going to be cautious when I change lanes. Which yeah. hand would you wear it on, Dave? If I, it, arm, well, wrist? I, I mean, I'd wear it on my left because that's the hand I drive with. I know you're supposed to be the two person, but I'm the... I'm the one hand. That's your gangster lean. It is. <laughs> I was I was thinking about my right, so maybe it would remind me to to look <laughs> to right. Look right. Ah. Put your blinker on. <laughs> <laughs> so with my left. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Tips. Dave, you look concerned. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You look concerned, like you're looking at Jim. Like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> no. Not yeah, at all. yeah. Because you drove how many years, constant Dave? Twenty, twenty-five. Been over the last five and never, never had uh, a lane change accident. Right, right. right. And the and the group of guys we met with yesterday, nineteen of them have been two years without ever having that happen or any accident. Any, any yeah, accident. any yeah. accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. Just gave some criteria. Oh, right. That's what. I, that's Snap. what I was trying to skip. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, accident. You brag. Nineteen of them for two years accident free yep. yeah and then so, another four this yeah year. and then yeah. the four we just added yeah so yep. it, the thing is it can be done and I, and I listen i listen to you guys you know and tell you know tammy telling you about the cameras and stuff and we did get, receive some pushback and you know the guy that quit after we talked about his accident those are the people that they either they just don't take the criticism or the they don't want to be better you know, and that's all our goal is again, and it's everywhere here about being better. Yeah, I got sidetracked and didn't finish that story, right, Jim? That the pushback we had from some of the old timers that didn't want the cameras, then after they had them and understood how it protected them, if we had a camera go down or something, they were like, "Hey, where's my camera's out? When's it going to be fixed? When do I get that back?" That's my that's my proof that I did everything right, not sure. anything wrong. So it's it's become a a good thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Even on our social media, you know, we'll have ads run on social media on Facebook for drivers, and 
out of the blue, someone will be like, JFW has inward-facing cameras. And it's like, that's all they say, with like an exclamation point. And then somebody else will be like, so what? Like, right? Yeah, it's 2023. Like most people, <laughs> Nine most, out of ten people I meet with have cameras in right. their, their current job trucks, right. inward and outward. Yeah. And sometimes in their personal vehicle. You have to hear that, too. I see more and more oh, vehicles yeah. with the camera oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I have one. Yeah, I have one in the work truck, you know, but I want to get one for both our vehicles at home, too. Yes. You know, like, I want my wife to be protected as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, because we just met with a uh, an insurance company that was, you know, trying to quote us and stuff, and we mentioned the cameras, and they're like, absolutely love them. You're either guilty or you're not. That's right. right. That's what it that's we don't, what it We got. don't waste any time in court. Any time in court. If we're guilty, we try and settle. If yeah. we're not guilty, we're not guilty. Guilty. Yep. Exactly. Done. No money yeah. spent. Yeah. They say a picture's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a million words. Oh, yeah. 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 The, <laughs> the things we have eliminated oh. with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that the, I mean, we should be able to talk to it, talk about it, but the accident down in Castle Rock where the, the bicyclist was killed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's done enough. We can mention it. Don't you mm-hmm. guys think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we weren't involved in it anyway. We, we just had yeah. to catch the video, the video, they just asked for video, right. and we were able to show that even the trucks in front of us, they didn't have cameras. They weren't involved. Right. I mean, we actually exonerated ourselves and the other trucks that were involved, yeah. which is, you know, tragic accident. You yeah. know, a bicyclist was hit on a job we were hauling out of but by a pickup, though. Nothing right. to do with us, Tammy. But they tried to... Because it's such a horrific accident, the family tried to bring everybody in at fault. Sure, you know, because they're just they're trying to put their lives back together. Sure. basically. Actually, and it was uh, the dealership. It, yeah. It, so the the long story short, mechanic was on a test drive in a Ford Raptor, killed the bicyclist. The family was suing Ford. Yeah. Well, then Ford said, "Well, what about you know this everybody pit, else that was down?" And there. what about these red trucks? Yeah. You know, so they try to they try to incorporate other people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely, and the, and the, and it just exonerated us. We yeah. had we had nothing to do with it. just yeah. just a terrible mistake yep. by by the guy driving the pickup. Yeah, it's exonerated yeah, you us. Try out the cameras. Yeah, right. yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's, it's over and done with. I mean, absolutely. they presented it to the court. Court's like they don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, we, mean, we had a woman during COVID up on Highway 85. Yeah. I think it was. Right in 2020, because I don't think anything had opened up yet. So right. I would tell you it was June, July of 2020. I agree. And uh, this woman climbed up the embankment there past Highway 7, the roundabout there for the Brighton exit, northbound Highway 85. And she actually played Frogger. She avoided the car coming up the on-ramp because the guy stopped. Then the car in the slow lane, well, we were in the slow lane. There was a vehicle in front of us. That guy was able to avoid her, but she, she literally tried to jump right in front of our truck. And we have it all on camera, you know, that the driver did everything in his power. He went from the slow lane to the fast lane and then went down in the median to avoid her and barely, barely bumped her with the right front corner. But he did everything in his power yeah. to avoid her and stop, yeah. you know, and he still kind of thumped her in the corner. And luckily, I think she wound up, she broke a hip or oh. something like that. Yeah, some ribs or arm yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for what she tried to do and yeah. what she did. Yeah. Two different things, yeah. but... She had COVID you, psychosis. That that was actually... We we call it a joke. I mean, it is, it's funny, but that was what the police said. She had COVID psychosis, psychosis. And, and she just... Yeah. She couldn't handle it and yeah. she was going to end herself, but, you know, screw up everyone else's lives in right. the process of doing it. 
And some people just don't think of that. But anyway, those cameras were able to prove right there on scene. I like I had the footage right there on my phone. Like here, here, police department. I mean, we shut down the interstate or the highway there, you know, and we're showing them and they're like, you guys did a great job, yep. you know, and of course we get back here to the office. That was at 10 in the morning. By the time we got here to the office, the insurance company had flown a specialist out. You know, we had to go over everything in that driver's file. Right. We had to meet with the driver. They had to meet with the driver. I mean, everything about it, Tammy. I mean, your your world is changed in five seconds on the road if you're not 100% focused. Sure. But and and that's the purpose, you know. You shouldn't be using your phone while you're driving. You, you, well, that's what that's I That's the reason mention, all Dave, of these distractions. Jam mentioned, oh, they have inward-facing cameras. Right. So, get, so that's what... The, we never even looked at the driver until we needed to. Right. right. And then we looked at the inward-facing camera because they wanted to make sure, just like you were saying, Dave, we weren't on the phone. Right. We weren't... They wanted we, footage from Bromley and Highway 85 all the way past Highway 7 yeah. and 85, where, yeah. where we hit the woman. Yeah, I actually got into... Well, I don't want to say I got into a debate because I just quit answering, but same Facebook ad, the guy's like, oh, they got inward-facing cameras, and I just took the high road and explained why we have it and what we've been exonerated from and I brought up that case and the guy came back like oh the outward facing camera would have been enough to exonerate you they would have had all that they needed but when the police asked to see what the driver's been doing and we could be like he was 10 and 2 and you know had a heads up and did everything possible to avoid hitting the lady I mean that's just powerful for us absolutely yeah, yeah. and and you know God forbid the, if the and guy would the have driver right been on yeah. the phone. Yeah. But the thing is, is he was doing something illegal. If if he if would he have was. been on the phone, if he right. would have been on the phone, he was doing something and, illegal. And, you know, would we've had proof that he was on the phone? Yes. Would that have been the worst for the driver? Yes. But it's illegal. You're right. not supposed to do it. No. Yeah. And that's what other people from other companies were saying: is if you're not doing anything wrong in the cab of that truck, why well, do you care? Why are you worried? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, why are you worried? Yeah. Yeah. So. Then uh, that guy said, well, when they put cameras on everybody's desk, you'll know how we feel. And I'm just like, put a camera put on Put a my, camera in here, yeah. yeah. Put a camera in the desk. Put a camera in my company vehicle. You know, yeah. that's... Yeah. Could you put a little buzzer on it when I'm feeling sleepy at my desk and help wake <laughs> me up? I mean, some days is a struggle. Oh, shots fired. Okay, Jim. <laughs> you know, shots fired. I'm, that's me, Jim. Help me out, man. It's, it's Sometimes it's a struggle during the day. Hey, I'm just going with the Japanese thing where if you fall asleep at your desk, it means you're a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> I work my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. All right, tips and tricks from Ray Davis. Does anybody else want to read this? Because you can. Otherwise, I will. Yeah, go go for it, Jim. Okay. Tips and tricks, loading at Morrison. Morrison has this stigma that it's so hard and horrible. Well, that's a lie. We are JFW, and we could do all things. Never go into a place with a negative thought. It just makes it negative. Morrison is just another place we load at. First thing you want to do at Morrison is look and know your surroundings. Let everyone know where you're going. You need to put your right blinker on and let others know you are going to the bins. <clears throat> there are trucks going up and down on the left of you. If there's a line for the bins, most likely the bins are low on rock. So when you pull into the bin, make sure you are in the center of the bin. Roll down your window and listen. You can hear if the bin is still filling up or not. And that's important. If you get into that bin and you just hear like a rattling, kind of like a pop can sound, right? 
that means there's no material in that bin. And if you hit the 29 or the 27, I mean, you're not going to get a full load, not yeah. even close. So give it a good four or five minute, minutes to fill up that bin. If you don't and there isn't enough rock in the bin, you will be short on rock and it throws rock everywhere when it's empty. Make sure your mirror is tipped up and you can see in your trailer. Lock your diff. That's important because when you get under there, you got to now kind of pull an uphill and right. locking your diff in is just going to help you. Once you have waited a good four to five minutes, <clears throat> I like to push the 27 second button first, get in my truck and lock the, and put the truck in low gear and wait till it starts to fill. I like to fill the front of the trailer and once it starts to fill the nose of the trailer, I move all the way to the rear of the trailer. It's easier to back downhill and load from the back to the front than the front to the back because in that ditch, the truck will roll back and when heavy, the truck takes a second to move forward and will cause you to spill over the sides and you will have to shovel that rock so that you are not using the tarp to push the rock. You should never use a tarp to push any material. That's not what it's meant for. Once the rock stops, you will have a void to fill and you can add rock manually. You should know how much rock and what level it should be to pull a legal load out. We do it every day at Fry. If you're not sure, look at your loads from Fry and see how much is in your trailer. Make sure when you pull out and uphill, you still have it locked in low gear. If you need to trim up top, you will need to put your hazards on and stay to the left. That's important because we drive on the opposite side of the road there. Having your hazards on will let others know you're loaded. Have a great day. Have a great and safe day. Much love and respect always. Ray Ray 0012. Good Any, tips, Ray Ray. Good job. Anybody want to add anything to that? No, it's oh. always all his tips and tricks are, are well written. Jim. I, I got one addition, um, and Ray actually wanted to add this in. There is an emergency stop button as well. Yes. So, you know, if you're getting overloaded and you're in your truck, first thing I would do is pull out of the way, and then instead of just dumping another 30 tons of material on the ground, go ahead and hit that red stop button. Mm hmm. Yeah, when you go to, if you're going to try to add a little more, like use the pinch button or the toggle, do it at the back of your trailer because that does malfunction. Mm. And if you're doing it in the tail of the trailer, you can just jump right in your truck and, and drive out. Yep. We had an instant uh, instance several years ago, probably 10 years ago, I don't know, a long time ago, where that bin stayed open and the driver hit the emergency stop and it didn't work. Right. But he was in the loading in the nose of the trailer. It had already started to overflow and it locked in his drives. He couldn't get out because there was too much rock on the ground. Yeah. So if that's going on for you, if it's at the tailgate of the trailer, hopefully you can get in your truck and drive on out and right. just let the material pile on the ground. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Dave Ramsey Finance Tips brought to you by Linda Frazier. I think we're getting close. I think this was a four-week thing Linda was doing. Was it? Yeah, and I do notice we still have one book left downstairs. I did so see the one left, yeah. If anyone wants to pick up a book that'll change your life financially and get you out of debt, now's the time to come grab it. And if we run out and you want to order one, I'm sure they're fairly cheap on Amazon. Uh, don't believe the lies. Debt robs, you, robs your present and steals from your future. Debt keeps you stuck in a cycle that makes it impossible to build wealth. And debt can weigh you down so much you can't see a way out. Lie number one, debt is normal. 
or even helpful. <laughs> <laughs> living in debt kills the American dream. Do you want to start living your dream sooner? Lie number two. You don't make enough money to live debt free. Whether it takes you six months or six years, paying off your debt is possible no matter what your income looks like. Number three, the sacrifices aren't worth it. Sometimes it's not about making more, it's about spending less. We know it's hard to say no to eating at restaurants and going on vacation, but remember, it's just a short-term sacrifice for long-term financial peace, and a lifetime of freedom from debt is worth it. So ask yourself, what am I willing to give up now so I can get out of debt forever? Here are some ideas. Try a no-spend month where you don't buy any non-essential items. I need to do that one. I need to just cancel my Amazon account and just... <laughs> Man, you can only buy so much hunting gear, though, right, Jam? I mean... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we not put that... That was a question. Let me get through this. I have one more question for you, Tammy. <laughs> oh, you're on the spot now. <laughs> yeah. Give up that daily Starbucks fix and brew your coffee at home. While you pack up your brown bag lunch, skip your expensive vacation at the beach and do a budget-friendly staycation, or even better, skip vacation altogether until you're debt-free. Sell your super nice car that comes with a monthly payment and pay cash for one you can afford. Right now, in 2022, the average car payment is $700 a month. Imagine how quickly you can get out of debt applying $700 to your debt snowball. Is this challenging? Yes. Is it temporary? Also, yes. I mean, look at that. That's $8,400 in a year right? in a car payment, right? Line number four, having a budget limits your freedom. But the truth is, a budget gives you freedom. A budget is a plan for your money. And when you have a plan for every dollar you make, you'll finally be in control of your money instead of wondering why you're so broke. People say budgeting makes them feel like they got a raise because they find money they're wasting because they didn't have a plan for it. Lie number five, I want it and I want it now. Here's the deal. If you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. Buying stuff with debt will only weigh you down. Between credit cards and buy now, pay later plans, our culture has twisted what it means to actually be able to afford something. Society screams, have it now, pay for it later. But that's just another crooked lie about money that'll send you straight into piles of debt and years of regret and stress. The reality is you'll end up spending more on monthly payments plus interest than you would have spent if you just bought the thing outright. Instead, don't buy things you can't pay for right now, ever. Dave Ramsey actually has 12 lies listed on his website, RamseySolutions.com. Check it out. You can do this. I love that Linda's doing this. I mean, these are great tips. I'll tell you, I've read the book. I haven't done the whole book, but I did get out of debt using the debt snowball. I used to be under so much credit card debt. It's just all your money goes to that, and you never, you just spin your wheels and spin your wheels and spin your wheels. Right now, I got a mortgage and two car payments. That's my debt. You know what I mean? Would I like to have a house that's paid off? Hell yeah. Would I like not to have any car payments? Hell yeah, but I'm not there yet. So, I, it does. When you read this, I guess I have to jump in there and be sure. You know, the odds of someone saving enough money to pay for a home are pretty slim to none. You know what I mean? Especially in today's market, is right. it possible? Yeah, it probably is possible. Anybody that ever has ever sat down and bought a home and ever amateurized their loan, <laughs> right. I mean, anyone 
you know, that understands how that works, you can hop right online and, and search any amortization calculator mm-hmm. and put in your payment, put in how much you borrowed, put in how much interest, and then you can look at the end and go, oh my God, well, I bought a $400,000 house. For $700,000. Uh-huh, and I'm paying 300000 in interest. <laughs> right. You know, so I, there's, there's give and take to that. Yep. You know, and I feel so sorry for young homeowners today at the interest rates we're at. Yeah, it's I hard. mean, it is, it's mind-boggling, you know, and we were, we were there once, right? Yep. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, today's interest rate of 8% was good. Right. It was like, oh, you bought a home, you got eight yeah. percent interest. That's a good deal, you yes. know. Well, we've been spoiled by the last decade plus, right? Yeah. At three percent or whatever, you know, and yeah. it it's just hard. I mean, it, it's hard to understand. So, so there are pros and cons, but still, living within your means is yes. is is the short version of what this is. Absolutely. Yep. Don't write checks you can't cash. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the the first house. I bought was like thirteen percent. It seemed like it was wow. around that back in the, the just the late eighties. Yeah, yeah. Bought the first house and like you're saying, Dave, when we got down to eight and seven, you're like, oh, we got to refinance. You know, it's fantastic. Right. right? Know, yeah. Now you've you've you had stuff, or you know, hopefully over the last few years you've refinanced. If you had your home for you know two three percent, you're down in that yeah. market now because yeah. that's something I wanted to mention and you touched on it. You know, your current credit cards, if you've been late or you've you've done anything or missed a payment or anything like that, all the credit cards have bumped to the new interest rates mm-hmm. and you're oh, caught up in yeah. that. So, you know, or a credit card you're getting now or anything like that. And like you said, the new home buyers trying to qualify it, you know, yeah. 7%. I noticed some of the car dealerships just this weekend, the, some of the commercials, they're all, they are offering like 0%. You know, for, for, qualified. for qualified customers, yeah. But yeah. qualifying usually means you have a good credit rating, right? Yeah. You know, you're not going. You know, you're not going to qualify unless you have follow these ways to get out of debt and right. create a good a good credit rating. And if that's in your budget, I mean, I've always used the term: if that's zero percent financing, that's free money. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, they're giving you free money. I mean, that, you know, I'm not telling you to rush right out and buy cars if you get it at zero percent, right. but that you have to look at that a little bit. I'd like you know? to have zero percent on right? my cars. That'd yeah. be awesome. Ha- have you ever sat down and amateurized a loan before, Jam? Have you ever? I mean, that? Yeah. I mean, clearly you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, you, you rattled it off. Yeah, right? I'll mean, never it's... forget. Like a year ago, I go to the same gal that cuts my hair, and she's a young girl, right? I mean, I, I don't even know if she's over 21 or barely in her 20s, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking. She bought a new car. She works in Broomfield, but she has to drive in from Brighton. And mm-hmm. I think she actually crashed her old one. And all of a sudden, she's having to pay higher interest or higher insurance rates. And, yeah. you know, we just got in this whole conversation. And she's like, I don't see how I'll ever be able to buy a home. Mm-hmm. You know, I only qualify for X amount. And I, I just said, have you ever amateurized any of your loans or done anything like that? And right. she's like, what? What is that? What word are you saying? You know, and I, I, I sit there getting my haircut, kind of giving the financial <laughs> advice, you know, and it's like old man talking to this young girl, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, it was weird. It was like another right. realm for me almost. But if if someone doesn't share that with, with people, they don't, they don't know, know, right? They won't teach you that in school. Yeah, right. right? Absolutely. So, no, and but I, get, oh, go ahead. I, go no, I thought you were headed there when you talked about that, Dave, is, you know, you can you can put 50 or or $100 a month extra on your home. 
and you can add it to the interest. You don't have to add it to the principal, and that saves you so much money over, well, ten, over 10 years. You'd want to add it to the principal, not the yeah. interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. To yes. stop, I'm sorry, Jim, yeah. to yeah. stop the interest yeah. because you're paying off the principal right. sooner. Yes. And that, yes. that's what I do. You know, they say make an extra payment a year, right? So I don't want to drop that kind of cash in a year, but what I did is I divided that by 12 and I make an extra payment a month. Mm-hmm. You know that would equal extra payment a year. Yeah, yeah. That cuts a thirty-year loan down, and I've heard it's like eighteen things. or twenty. It's less than twenty. Less you than just 20. took ten years exactly. and saved possibly hundreds of tens, of or if not hundreds <laughs> yeah. of thousands of dollars yeah. for that little bit per right. month. And yeah. then you know you're saying you know a paid off. You know somebody can't really like. I see what you're saying. Like to go buy if I wanted to buy a four hundred thousand dollar house, I mean. Yeah, I can't afford to go do that, right? Right. But what Dave Ramsey says is the paid-off home mortgage is now replacing the BMW and the driveway as a status symbol. Yes. Right? So better like, okay, you know, you want to buy a car. The car payment's going to be 700 bucks a month. Dave Ramsey will tell you, Save seven hundred bucks a month, so you could buy that car. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And, and how much money you're going to save, right? And interest, and absolutely. Yeah, and people yeah. just don't realize that. But that's they, a tough one too. I mean, it is. You know, it is. At, at least, though, I mean, generally, you're the person. You're already in your home when right. that happens, right? So you can you can drive the eighty nine Escort, right? right? You can keep getting by with your vehicle, yeah. hopefully, right? Yeah. Hopefully, if that it's, doesn't, if that it's doesn't fairly bother good you, transportation. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it doesn't yeah. bother you to buy an older car and you know, I, I, but you I can't afford those either. <laughs> it's those hard. Sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 Expensive. Yeah. yeah. They're coming back down. I mean, the, the used car market, <laughs> got, it, has, it went up, what, you know, it kind of stunk, but my wife, she wrecked, well, she, she got hit from the behind, totaled the car and we made like $7,000 on that car because the used car prices went up that much. And I was like, what? No, like, <laughs> how is this right. possible? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Now they're starting to come back down. Again. The market has definitely softened. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And I, I just was talking about financial stuff, and I've heard it several times lately watching some financial stuff. And, and for the, uh, like Omar with, with his new uh, baby, new baby and stuff, that, oh, yeah. that uh, and, and I know it's a chunk of money probably for all of us, but there is, and I hope I have the words right, the custodial 401k Roth. Mm-hmm. And they were showing it the other day that it's you, if you have six thousand dollars, if you want to give your your kids or a, a financial freedom to retirement, is that six thousand dollars deposited in that custodial four hundred one k Roth right now? When they retire, it will be over six million dollars oh at wow. the age sixty five. Wow! And that because it's a Roth and because it's a custodial one, it saves them almost two million dollars in taxes. Woo! Wow. And so, if you just if you just want to take care of your kids, right now's future. Wow! If you can, you know, and it doesn't have to be six thousand. Now wait a minute, is Could, that just teaching them not to work? <laughs> don't don't tell them about it. Retirement, just don't retire. Yeah, retirement. Yeah, don't retirement. Tell them about it. yeah. yeah don't tell yeah. Them. when you die, then they'll know. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so many tips and tricks. But it just you know, you have to be stuff. looking for them or yeah. or. It, it's, like taking, edu- it's like taking. It's like anything like, else. You have to educate yourself. Yeah, and it. like when you're talking about financial stuff, is the same as taking care of your stuff and eating right. You know, it it, yes. it, it all snowballs yeah. together. Yeah, financial health. Yep. Right. Yep, absolutely. Questions from the audience. Ray Davis, big surprise. Question for the podcast. I know I know the right answer, but do others? 
Is it okay to use our overweight permits if the roads have a little ice on them, just coming down one big mountain or a little stretch of road? Is it at the driver's discretion or is it a hard no? What do you guys think? Hard no. Hard no. Yeah, and he, he discussed that with me yesterday because he said, yeah. I got this. Can I read that to you? And and I think he was testing me, Jam. <laughs> but <laughs> Or testing himself. <laughs> yeah, but... You know, being spot on, but I guess I want to elaborate a little bit because when he brought it up, and, and you guys just mentioned it, the chain law was on on Kenosha. on Kenosha. So just because it's nice here and it's nice in fair play, you have to drive through that spot of of poor conditions. And so it, that was what he asked me. He says, "Is it okay to to use your overweight permit?" And again, no, because you still have to go through that spot. You know, that there's still adverse conditions someplace on your route. It might be perfectly fine where you're at. Mm-hmm. So remember that. Yep. It's the whole route. Sure. Ray goes on and says, adverse driving conditions or, or weather events, including but not limited to snow, ice, sleet, and fog, as well as unusual road or traffic conditions. I know it's been a little bit of a rough winter, but let's do it to JFWA and set our bars high. The busy season's coming. So I do like your point, Jim. Like you can't, you know, say, oh, well, it's beautiful. I'm going to take 92,000, but you know the chain laws up somewhere. Like that's, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. So. And, and I like his, you know, you could probably relate the same thing to when we were talking about going down the mountain. It's 30 seconds. You know, right. that truck was 30 seconds behind. You know, you just grab your 27, your 28 tons. You go on with it, you know, or, or well, that'd still be overweight on the 85. Right. But, you know, you just grab it and go, right. you, you know, your health because you're not worried about it, the health of other people because you're not endangering somebody, you know, all that. And a little bit of money less than what you made, That's it's not just worth not it. worth it. The the worry is a big one for me, Jim. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather take a load and not worry then take a load and worry about getting pulled over or getting a ticket or absolutely getting called into the office because I ran out of our, our our parameters, you know what I mean? So, yep. Yeah. Soup, you got a high road hauling loaded up for us? I do. All right. Well, this week we've got uh, a pretty good high road hauling. Um, I guess I was thinking about some of the current events and things that, are um you know um tough to deal with every day um whether they're personal professional um or uh anything that's outside of our control but the topic this week is what it means to dig deep the mind is a powerful thing and that can be both good and bad it's bad when we let it take over we allow the negative thoughts to ruminate and hold us back But if we dig deep enough into the core of our thoughts and behaviors, we can develop our emotional intelligence and use our mind to push us forward. We are capable of so much more than we believe. We quit too early and we stop pushing ourselves just before we've reached the threshold of growth and we let fear keep us stuck in the same spot. To dig deep means to make an effort with all of your resources. Digging deep refers to your ability to look inside yourself and see your potential and using all that you have to reach your goals, to live out your values and overcome obstacles. It refers to your resiliency or your ability to bounce back after setbacks. Digging deep requires a growth mindset, 
a willingness to, uh, to get uncomfortable in order to change and improve. Goals, big or small, aren't easy to reach. They take effort, determination, and persistence. Most of us have many goals that go unreached, not because we aren't capable, but because we don't dig deep enough to realize our potential. We quit because we think we are unworthy or unable. We lack motivation to continue because we believe failure means we can't, rather than using it as a lesson to be better. When we get to the core of who you are and what you want out of life, you will be on your way to setting these goals on fire. There's certainly nothing wrong with a little healthy competition, but we tend to focus too much of our energy on others and not enough on ourselves. Not everyone is in the same level, age, knowledge, skill, or experience. All of these things affect a, per a person's drive towards their goals. You are your biggest competition. The goal is to work towards being a better version of yourself each and every day. Dig deep, determine who you are, where you want to be, and then ask yourself what you can do today to get closer to that goal. We always say we need a why, and we've said that before uh, on the, the High Road Holland too. Um, but digging deep requires you to take it a step further. Instead of stating your why, find your mission. Determine what your goals mean to you, how they will impact your life and the lives of others, and how they will help you to live out your values. No matter what you're trying to do, whether it's reaching a fitness goal, living out your passion, or striving for the career of your dreams, don't expect it to always be rainbows and butterflies. There are going to be times when you don't feel like it, where you want to give up, where you consider if it is all really worth it. You've got to trudge through the drudgery and get it done. Digging deep, remind yourself of your mission, believe in what you can do, and get through it. Use those challenges to grow and become better. Understand that nothing worth having comes easy. Imagine the sense of fulfillment and accomplishment you'll feel when you overcome the hard part. Challenges are all a part of the journey, and you don't have to like them, but you will have to embrace and trudge through them. It will be worth it in the end. And the quote this week is, uh, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. And that was spoken by Barack Obama. Wow. So there you go. Everybody dig deep. When you think you're up against that wall, you can't go anymore. Dig deep because you got it inside of you. Yeah. I love that spot in there, Dave, where you say that you have to focus on yourself. You can't worry about what the others are doing or what mm -hmm. they're saying. You know, I just... I, Isn't I had that this, so common nowadays, too? You oh, know, it is. You're always looking at the Joneses out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dave, I just had to take three kids, spent the night last night, and I had to drop them at the airport at 5 this morning because they're headed to Texas for sectionals. And uh, on the way down 470 this morning, you know, to get them to the airport at 5, they're talking about they're, they're getting a new coach, and they're hoping that the coach is really going to crack down on the girls right? Because the boys and girls <laughs> swim together. And I'm like, what's the problem with the girls? Well, they're not focused at practice and they don't work as hard. And then, <laughs> you know, and they just uh, sit in kibitz and, you know, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? You need to focus on you and not worry about them. You need to learn right now in life. You need to worry about you. You can't worry about what they're doing. 
Well, you know, and, and you are your biggest competition. I love that. Line. Absolutely, yeah. Dave. You know, and I just, it's so funny. I mean, you're talking about it and here I just preached it this morning, you know, to, yeah. it was a 17 year old, a 16 year old and a 15 year old in the <clears throat> pickup at five this morning, headed to Texas for a swim meet. So. You know, in, in today's age, you're talking about don't compare yourselves to other people. You may not even really be comparing yourselves to their real life. Social media has painted this picture for them that they have this amazing life and it may not even be true. 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 So, yeah. That is you know. so true. Yeah. Yeah, I ran across a quote, and it just keeps, I, I wasn't going to use it today, but Do it. It, it keeps <laughs> it keeps ringing in my head. It says, everybody is a genius, but if you always expect that fish to climb a tree, you'll never see the genius. <laughs> right. Wow. And I was just like, Okay, how? Because you, you're, you're looking at somebody else. You're looking at the girls, right, right, Dave? And you're expecting them to be geniuses, but I, I don't know what their focus is. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you, you have to concentrate on what that fish can do or what you can do. And and who's to say they're they're wrong? Right. Yeah, that's what. That's what <laughs> you I'm, know what I mean? That was what I told told know. the guys. I was like, you need to focus on you. Hey, you are they, don't worry are they about break, them. Are they breaking records? Let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, final thoughts, everybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna jump right in there. I, 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 you know, I had a few minutes this morning, and I, I was, I kind of glanced through the paper, you know, try and keep up on some current affairs a little bit. That's my uh-huh. only. It's my only source of outside information. Otherwise, I live in the the JFW bubble. I don't know what's going on in the world. It seems like, but anyway, right here, this this hit near and dear to home today article on the inside of the front page, and it says air permit that was issued by state gets vacated. And a judge in Adams County, and, and this is what furthered me to read the article, judge finds application for tanker truck repair company was not properly vetted. So the first paragraph in here says, district judge in Adams County threw out a tanker truck repair company's state-issued air permit after two, this is what gets me, after two environmental groups argued that it had been granted by Colorado regulators without a scientific review to find out just how much pollution would be emitted. So, you know, Polar, mm-hmm. Polar Tank Company right over there off 74th and Dahlia, mm-hmm. right there, right there on the corner of corner. Dahlia, right across from the brand new, coincidentally, Adams County brand ass new building that we're all paying for that Adams County can't find $200 million from last year's taxes, but don't get me started on that. I want to move. Right? So anyway, the what what was the big push for this air permit to be revoked and and they say i love how they worded it. it's so kind it was issued by the state and they vacated it vacated it vacated it they revoked right. the permit they went back, they <laughs> it went should back, say revoked they or, went back on their word exactly yeah. exactly they vacated it and it's the first time this has ever happened i mean polar tank company they have been there since the 70s, right? So I read a little further in here, and it says, the Center for Biological Diversity, and I'm thinking, what? The Center for Biological Diversity? So I had to look up what biological diversity was, let alone the center. That's that's one business is what they've created is the Center for Biological Diversity. But biological diversity, and, and right here, when you look it up in, in the on the web, it says, biological diversity is all different kinds of life you'll find in one area. 
That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Over there, there's business, there's homes, there's schools, there's you know a, a multitude of things because of the area, right? And it says the variety of animals, plants, fungi, and even microorganisms like bacteria make up our natural world. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then it just the rest of the definition is each of these species and organisms work together in ecosystems like an intricate web to maintain balance and support life. So the name of this this group is the Center for Biological Diversity. Do you you think getting the state to revoke that permit is working together? You know, they didn't go to Polar and go, hey, is there something else you can do? Do you have something? And make a long story short here, you guys, and it's what we talked about earlier, we need to start educating our kids, our neighbors, our parents, anybody we know about the peril that our industry, and when I say our industry, it's industry, not just trucking. Our industry as a whole, it doesn't matter if you're in any type of manufacturing or production or transportation, you're, we're in peril. We're, we're, I, I feel like we're in the eighth of nine lives, and I don't mean to make it sound that dangerous or that hopeless or that bad, but... You need to talk to your neighbors. You need to educate your kids. Not all industry is bad, you know? I mean, they basically went in and and this company was trying to do things right. They've been there for over 50 years. They went and got a permit. The state said, how do you do this? They investigated it, answered the questions. Here's your permit. Now this environmental agency just shows up and says, oh, no, 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 you didn't do that right. And, and was able to take their permit back. And all the permit is for you guys is everyone has seen the tankers that deliver fuel. If you own a car, you need gas or fuel for your car. Right. That means we need tankers on the road. That means, and, and whether everyone knows this or not, you have to have an annual tanker inspection, just like we do on our trucks. But it's a special inspection when it's a tanker because it's a more critical fluid that's hauled. Sure. We just inspect our vehicles for safety, and we can do that ourselves. These vehicles, every tanker you see on the road needs to be taken in to a business somewhere and they need to ensure that it has a safe rating, that it, that it holds X amount of air pressure for X amount of time and it's sealed and it's not going to leak and this, that, and the other, right? Well, the only way to do that is they put a human being inside that tanker and inspect it. Well, before they do, they have to burn off the fumes. So they use what's called a flare. They put the flare in there. It burns off whatever fumes are in there and then it's safe for a human being to go in there. They've done this for 50 years, right? That's how you get it out. And now because they were doing it right and the state, you know, I'm using air quotes, vacated or like I like to say revoked their permit, they're not allowed to do that. So there's no repercussions for it. And it doesn't say what the company is going to do next, but it does say further down in the article, it's unclear what Polar Service Centers, which recently merged with a company named Koala, is doing now that their permit has been denied. The Commerce City Service Center's manager and corporate spokesman did not return messages left by the Post, which I wouldn't either. I wouldn't know. No matter what you say, it's going to be wrong or misconstrued, right? It does say here, it's possible the company is airing out tankers without the flare and releasing the pollutants anyway, the, the spokesman for the, for the biological company says. And they, the spokesman for the biological company also says, they hope it's considering other technologies that allow workers to clean the tanks while not polluting the community. Wow. So, I mean, this is, this is the third permit that I know of that Adams County has been involved in wow. 
that has revoked. I mean, they, they just they just took the conditional use permit for asphalt specialties, so they can't produce asphalt there at the corner of 64th and Broadway mm. anymore. Now, now we can't get our tankers repaired. And when I say our tankers, I mean, we have fuel delivered almost every day to our yard here. If not this yard, we have it delivered to the other yard to keep our trucks running. So uh, educate, educate, educate. We talked about it. The only way we can, we can figure this out is to keep talking about it. Explain to your kids that industry isn't bad. You know, explain that trucks aren't bad. Explain, you know, we need Suncor, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are things that we need. We also do need a great environment. And I think when you look at the leaps and bounds we have made, I mean, Tammy, I don't know if you know the, the, the semantic, not the semantics, but the, the technicalities of where our trucks have come in a, in just the last decade, let alone the last 15 or 20 years. I mean, we used to emit, I don't know the volume of carbon our trucks used to emit when all the black smoke came out. But I know this coming year for 24, right now we're only allowed 0.2% and we're about to hit 0.02%. That, I think that's less than a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. less than one cigarette, right, that our trucks are going to emit in carbon. We are no longer the cause of global warming. And it's time that people understand global warming is not America warming the earth. It's global. It's right. from around the world. It's China, Brazil. And, and again, we need to step India, back and educate all your, all your other products. that it's global warming coming from everyone around the globe, not just the United States of America. Right. Uh, they're they're about to cripple us. It, we're we're becoming crippled. We're we're tightening the noose that we're hanging by, like knot by knot, inch by inch. And you know, talk to your kids, help educate, talk to your teachers when you go to conferences. It might not be a debate you want to have, but we got to start educating somewhere. Yep. So that's and and biologically, I would rather see a tanker just leak leak fuel <laughs> and gas. <laughs> I mean, the, from stopping that test. <clears throat> or explode in a fender bender accident. Right? Yeah. But stopping right? that test of that small deal of what we might be doing to the environment, we're doing that test so that we don't leak and spill all over every place. But, they, but that's not a concern. The concern is that there's that flare going off, burning off the excess fuel. Not that what, we're, what, what that's stopping from doing. Yeah, I mean this. This and that's in, what you don't. They don't. Nobody recognizes Dave mm-hmm. is the evil. Yeah, this biological diversity group when they went in and they fought the state on this, they said rather all the division used, meaning the state, all the division of its CDPHE, Colorado Department of Health and Public uh, Welfare, said the division used to make the decision was one employee spending 10 minutes on site at Polar to come up with the conclusion that he did not feel there would be any ambient air quality standard violations. That means a state agent went in, looked at their practices, investigated how they are doing it, spent his due diligence, right? I mean, you know pretty well when you walk in somewhere. You you know, when I've said it looks like a fish, smells like a fish, it's probably a fish. This state agent probably walked in and was like, ah, they're doing this protocol. They're doing this. That's how it gets done. That's what's regulated. They've met all the requirements probably in 10 minutes. It was probably that easy. Here's your permit. You know, and this, this group was able to go behind the scenes and get the state to vacate that. Wow. And it just it just scares me what's next. You know, I mean, that's something that probably Polar never dreamt would happen. Mm-mm. You know, they've been in business all these years. They have 
They have the, they're trying to do it right. Right. And that's, right? Not, ha, and that's ha, not even enough. Yeah. It's not yeah. enough. Yeah. At what point do you, do you just pull the plug and go, enough's enough? Yeah. You know, and I think to, to what you were kind of getting at, Tammy, that I think at a certain point when we say it's going to get worse before it gets better, there's going to be people that they can't fight anymore. You know, this Polar could be a company that just goes, we're not going to do business in Colorado anymore. We're out. Exactly. Good, good luck, Colorado. Yep. You know, and, and we're just becoming a step closer to becoming that California. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Jim? Cheer us up, Jim. <laughs> Give me something better. Okay. I got, I got wisdom for you, Dave. Sweet. <laughs> I need wisdom. So on my vacation here. Uh, we, I'm happier already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we, we stopped at the store, a, a, a clothes outlet store, and Holly's shopping, and I kind of like to watch people, you know. What? And uh, what? on the beach in Florida. So, well, that would have been a better place than shopping. So while I'm waiting for Holly, there's this, uh, and I'm I'm assuming because it fits that there was this mother and and her two daughters, and the daughters were, you know, twenties in their twenties or so, but they filled several shopping carts of full of clothes, and they went to an aisle. And they all met up from different parts of the store, and they all talked about each piece of stuff that they'd picked up, whether it was shoes, a sweater, a knickknack, or whatever. But as they talked about it, and if they decided as a group that they didn't want the item, they slid it under the clothes they were standing at instead of putting the... Oh, my God. You probably came unglued. <laughs> right. The, 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 the cart Nazi just became the clothes put her away or Nazi. And, I, and I'm thinking, and I, and I mean, this went on for 15 minutes. They, they pretty much emptied the three shopping carts of things they didn't want and just placed them, hit them. in the aisle. And, and I'm thinking, so like you get, it's driving me crazy, right? And I'm thinking, okay, what can I, what can I say to these people? Can I just... Is there something I can say that doesn't sound like I'm an asshole, or, 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 or bring him, no. bring him? No, Dave, you're right. You're you're right. No, and I and I watch this, and then so then we we go to check out, and I, I have to show it to Holly. I'm like, Holly, come over here and look at me. And she goes, Where's all that stuff from? I'm that they emptied their carts there in the in the clothes aisle, you know, and it's it's you can. There was enough stuff you you could push you couldn't barely push a cart through the stuff they emptied so much out, and then on top of it they ended up behind us in line oh. <laughs> to check out. And I'm like, okay, okay, I can I can get this, you know. Don't say I, nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't say, ah. but you know, so two things. I, I want to read my quote, but the other thing is, they're they're not the best customers. But they're still that store's customers, and they're still making purchases, and that store still needs them Hmm. as customers. You know, I I know the store has to be pick up, pick the stuff up for them, but they're still their customers. So you have to you have to look past a lot. Hmm. You know, you still have to look at what am I here to do as the store is sell my items. And that's what they did, all right? So a person that would live in peace and at ease 
must not speak all he knows or judge all he sees. Hmm. So, Did you have that quote while you were watching that? No, I, I wish I did, Jim, because I left not saying a word. That sounds okay, like so a, a Buddha quote or, a, you know, maybe a Gandhi quote or author something unknown. like that, you know? I, when I was looking through it, believe it or not, I think it was one of Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin's oh, wow. quotes. Hmm. I think when I was, I'd have to you go You know, what's funny is that's basically what your High Road Holland was about, and that's what I just said about about the boys not worrying about what the girls do. You have to yeah. focus on yourself. You know, you needed to focus on yourself. The store needed to focus on itself. But is that when we become hypercritical? Or uh, uh, not hypercritical, but uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking for when you're when you tell somebody they can't do something, but you do it? Uh, Condescending? Con- hypocrite. Hypocrite. Yeah. Hypocrite right. is the word I'm looking for, exactly. It, you know, because you wouldn't do it, but but they do it. Is that hypocritical? Yeah. I, you know, or, and I struggle with all that, Dave. We 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 make the decisions around here all the time, Dave, of of what we think is correct, right? But are we looking at the bigger bigger picture of being that store, and we still have to make the sale? Sure. You know, do we put our personal goals and thoughts and ideas, and you know, we t- we talk about our creed? Is there is there places of the creed that that aren't as important as others? Mm. And and how you reach them because that that's your idea. What right. what you know? I know you're going hmm, Jam. But what is the end goal? Do you still need to make a sale? Yeah, I mean, when you get to the creed, who dictates that? That's right. That, that that's it. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, and right or wrong, you know what I mean. What right. what do we? You know, are are does JFW need to make a sale? I mean, I feel like we believe in that creed so much; it's all important. But when I say we wrote it, I didn't write it. You know, you guys were involved in it, but it's something that. But do we do we need to judge all that we see? Nope. You know what's funny, Jam, yeah. is Jim and I didn't write that either. Right. But when Mick was in, he just kept asking us questions. Right. And that's what he. Did what's last. important? What do you guys want to do with this business? You know, what do you guys want to do? That's all he kept asking. Where do you want this business to go? And right. you know what's funny is it wasn't until the creed was done because he he he. These are his words right. that he gathered from everything, and he put them in the order that we spoke about them. Right. And it wasn't until he brought it to our attention. You know, never one time did it say in here, we want to be rich, right. or we want to have a lot of money, or, you know, he brought the financial trucks. aspect to it. Right. And that's not our concern. We just, you know, number one, we have to face and overcome all that stands before us. Number two, we have to be accident free, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I, it, it was, it was interesting after he put all of the questions he was asking us into those words. It was yeah. like, wow, that, that's who we are. for us. That was powerful. It's who sure. we are. Yeah. I get, I get you what you're saying about judging Jim. No, we don't have to judge all we see. And we definitely don't have to speak on everything we see. You know, sometimes it's better to let it go because you could have approached that family and been like, hey, you know what? I'm Jim White from Colorado where we put our shopping carts away and what you're you're doing isn't right. And maybe they would have left the store and been like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the way we do it in Florida. I I don't know, Jim. I would would love to have that answer. and, And, you know, maybe it was a. Maybe it was simply, and you don't just just don't know how the conversation would go down. To go ask them, right. how 
How do you guys feel about that? What are, are you doing? Are you okay with that? I right. just would like to know because I couldn't do that. Right. I mean, I think so much of that is just how you're raised, Jim. Right. I mean, we were, you know, just speaking for you and I, I, if I'm at like the grocery store and I get something and I have it in the basket and then I'm like, oh, I don't want that. And I'm five aisles away. I go back five aisles and I put it back. Right. I don't yeah. just, I just don't set the extra thing of ketchup next to the, the, in the meat department. Danish. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. They, that's yeah. not where it goes. I need to put it back where I got it. That's just how it works, yeah. right? Yeah. But I do think that a lot of that is how you were raised. That's yeah. that's what you were taught. Whether whether it's right or wrong, I think, depends on your families or your values, right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. We've got I've got Holly so trained when we when we stop because they're like in Florida, they're like King Supers is Publix yeah. is the is the yeah. grocery Publix. stores. You know, we're walking up with the couples we were there with and, and visiting. And there's like a shopping cart two aisles over, and Holly goes over and gets the shopping cart <laughs> and brings it back and pushes yeah. it in the store with yeah. us. You know, I don't those want guys to, are all looking at her yeah. like, I, I don't want no smoke, Jim. I'll go get it. <laughs> it's funny because when we go in a store, I always grab a shopping cart from outside and bring it in. Huh. That's just. Like, that's above I just, and beyond. I just grab the rogue cart and take it. I'm walking past it. I grab it, and that's my Absolutely. cart when I go in. So, Tammy, you have any final thoughts? <laughs> nope, I am good. <laughs> I just thank all you guys for inviting me. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, out yeah absolutely. And, and thank you being with us. Super yeah. Dave, you got final thoughts? Yeah, I'm jonesing a little bit because I have a, a oh. meeting scheduled in oh. like five minutes. Okay, we're gonna make it. <laughs> so I gotta get going. We're gonna make it. Yeah. Okay, so no final thoughts. <laughs> your, joke, your final thought is a joke. That's his thought. We got to go. <laughs> we're, we're doing, we're doing the yeah. Do right, the so my final thought is uh, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. With all the doom and gloom, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So everybody have a good day. Nice. If you like today's podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe Subscribe to the podcast. Hit that follow button. If you didn't like it, hit the follow button anyway. <laughs> also, don't forget to go back and listen to last week's podcast and help find Amber's mom. Uh, the links to her story will be in today's description and the podcast description as well. So let's go ahead and say the creed. And by the way, Tammy, you have been part of the record-breaking longest podcast we've ever done wow so just know that we're, we're at two hours and 45 minutes right wow. now Wow! oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that went by fast who knew doesn't it <laughs> yeah. it does it yep does. together we, we face, face and overcome all that stands before us together, together we're accident free together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve together, together we celebrate, celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work together we are accountable for our words and our actions and together, together we are the JFW, JFW family. family. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Have a great day. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition. Any Rocky Mountain day, our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins.
see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I hear there's a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. There's another run to make. We gotta get it there on time. And we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line. Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down, and they keep that diesel trucking. Keep that hammer down, and keep that diesel trucking. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.